Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Coogan Nation. Time to rise and shine and start your day with Duval Sports Media Big Steppers. Dan Hickett. You know it! Jeff Proctor. It's a big deal. Gosh, it sure is a big deal. And E to the T. E.T. is in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> Rise and shine, Googans, go time on a Friday morning. It's a football Friday. Stand by. But here's hoping it's not our final football Friday, right? It's our final regular season football Friday. Here's hoping we have a playoff football Friday next week. Uh, Listen, (laughs) as the rogue program here on 1010XL, I don't want to divulge too many insider trade secrets. But let's just say this. If the Jags go to the postseason, nobody parties like 1010XL. That's all I'm going to say. If the Jags make it to the postseason and host the Cleveland Browns next week in the playoffs, we're going to party now. So just go ahead and put that on your planner. I I don't know how it will fall as the powers at BC, but we're going to party now next Friday. You're talking dirty to me. You hear what I'm saying? We're going to party. And you know what? Uh, it might be time for us here in the morning to take a stand, flip the script a little bit. We got to kind of get in on the party, right? It only makes sense that you got these afternoon tailgate festivities leading into the weekend that will be. Uh huh. We have a little fun around here too now. Oh, uh, ain't no party like a drill party. We might have to put put our heads together a little bit and see if we can't force ourselves into this uh, party time that could be coming with a win this weekend. And, and boy, we got a battle of Jaguars history here in, in front of us. Here's what I mean. I'm going to ask you a question, E.T. You're a Jaguar fan. Die hard. A historian. As you build your, you know, your, 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 your knowledge and, and grow in the media and the business. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Okay. And the Jags have had, really, to be a relatively young franchise, we've had our share of playoff experience. Right? I'm going to play like 16, 16 postseason games through the years. Let me ask you this. How many home games have we had here in Jacksonville in the playoffs through the years? Would you guess? Just, you know, uh, top of your head. I don't, I'm not asking you to kind of, you know. I'm going to go five. Five, yeah, and that's it. Is it? That's it, only five. Oh. Good answer, friend. You know, you know. 16 postseason games, a rich postseason history. We've had a lot of postseason excitement around here. The Jacks typically, this is the good part, typically when we make the playoffs, we get a win. You know, if, if you're, you know, do the math. If you're at least 500, you get a win and then maybe you lose. That's what happened last year. Here's the other side of that equation. Eight and eight overall in the postseason with some thrilling road wins. Buffalo, Denver, Pittsburgh a couple of times. Jacks are four and one at home in the postseason. Ooh, I know it had been a great year around these parts when it comes to home field advantage. We know it's the Cleveland Browns that will be here. I'm not getting ahead of myself. I'm going to set up the other side of this battle of Jaguars history. But including that that win last year, just the fifth home playoff game in in franchise history, the Jags have picked up wins over. The Chargers. Check. The Bills. Give me that. The Dolphins. Too easy. And the Patriots. Mm-hmm. 
that's kind of a forgotten playoff win. So four four playoff victories. Now the one loss. Guess what? Huh. Uh, here's where our, our histories start to collide. Playoff loss was to those hated Tennessee Titans, <laughs> <laughs> who shut us down. Oh. In 90, beat us three times in '99, yeah. which signaled, in many ways, the shift in this rivalry. Jags Titans have a rich history. They started as the Houston Oilers. It was the first game in franchise history was here in Jacksonville. The first win in franchise history was at Houston. On to the Tennessee Oilers, ultimately the Tennessee Titans, where they've settled now for many years. But the Jags came out of the gates strong against the uh, now Titans. Five and two in the first seven. Uh, the Jaguars have won three in a row in the series. Finally beat that Texans, uh, uh, Texans, Titans, Curse at the Delph. Well, at least what it used to be last year. Three in a row overall. Trevor Lawrence has always played, has had some of his better games against Tennessee. So they started five and two. They're three and oh in their last three. So if you take those seven games, Jags are eight and two against the Titans. But you can't forget the 48 in between where we have just gotten blistered. A house of horrors in Nashville rarely won there through the years. And the fact that it coincides, and basically the, the, the baton was passed in 99. That was it. We, we passed the baton in that playoff AFC championship game loss. They went on to go to a Super Bowl that year and remain relevant and playoff worthy and, and a contender for many and most years. And we went off into a wasteland of despair. But in, in that time frame, 32 and 16, the Titans were against us. So, yeah, you know, I know it's been three in a row, and I know the Titans aren't what, you know, this, the, the, it's funny how it can flip a little bit when one team's better than the other. You know, not to be lost in the Titans' dominance of the Jags was that other little point. We've been really bad, and they've been pretty good. Uh, but, buddy, what a setup for it to all be on the line this week for the Jaguars with that special carrot that I introduced in the Colliding Histories. Of we haven't had a lot of home playoff games around here, but when we've had them, we've won them. And this is a year in the AFC where, yeah, you know, with that wild card win, you're going to have to go beat the top seed, the Baltimore Ravens, on the road. And I get ahead of myself, yeah, so what? Yeah, I am. But if you beat the Ravens on the road and you're the four seed, gosh, the five, six, or seven might be the one that's advanced and pulled an upset themselves. It's one of those years, so who knows if there couldn't perhaps be a couple of home playoff games on the horizon. But, and it's a big old, you know, Warren Sapp-sized but, but you got to win this week. We need to win this week because, you know, I want to party, man. I, I've seen what this town does when the Jaguars head into the postseason. It's like a, 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 a switch gets flipped. Ooh, we lit. Yeah, the bank will rock. I don't care if it's a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday night game. The place will frolic. The Browns will be flushed. And then we'll move on to see how we can do against the top seed Ravens. But if and only if we take care of the Tennessee Titans this weekend. The coordinators met the media yesterday. Press Taylor's offense has struggled from time to time. But make no mistake on what the ultimate confidence level and season-long goal is for this franchise. Well, you know, our, our goal will never change in terms of, you know, trying to achieve a Super Bowl. So 
getting yourself in the playoff is the one way to give yourself an opportunity to win the Super Bowl. So I think I think just creating that environment, creating that culture, creating that expectation, setting the standard for what we expect out of ourselves um, and this this team, organization, our unit, whatever it may be, uh, I think that goes a long way in terms of you know just how people view the Jacksonville Jaguars, and that's something w- that we value. Expect to be in the playoffs. This isn't the same old, same old. Now when it's on the line and you're, you're in a, you know, a sudden death game, so to speak. Did I, did I see or dream a stat? This seems like an odd stat that the Jags are nine and seven in do or die games in their history. Is that all they've had? I mean, I'd had more than, well, maybe that's, I, I mean, how can that be? You've had eight in the playoffs. Where's the, I guess we haven't been a contender enough that we've had a do or die regular season game. We won one last year. Has there been another? Is this just the second do-or-die, I mean, literal last game of the year, do-or-die game in franchise history? It might be. But maybe that maybe that number's right, 9-7 and seven in do-or-die games. Anybody else see that? Y'all hit me on the text line where if you came across that somewhere. I, I'm sure if I saw it, it was a derivative of some social media uh, post from somewhere. But I think I saw that, boy, that's an inordinately small number of do-or-die games. Huh. All right, um, we'll hear uh, more from Press Taylor and his offense as they try and get it going back to full strength. He'll tell us what he sees when he sees Christian Kirk on the football field. Meanwhile, Mike Caldwell knows what the rest of us know. And that is his one pro bowler, Josh Allen, has been a one-man wrecking crew. It's really good as a coordinator when you have a player come off the field and say, I got you, coach. And he says that a bunch. And when he says that, I know he's going out there looking out for the team. And he has us. And he's carrying us right now. And we got other guys that are playing at a high level. But Josh is one of those guys that when it's time to show, he's showing. And, you know, we're happy for him. All right. So there there you um, have just a little preview of what we'll dive into deeper here in hour number one. Captain Kevin Favor will join us next segment. Talk a little about what's happening out there in the fishing holes. We got the Friday five pack today. It's ceremonial at this point. The, the the cat is all riled up because he wants to finish first overall. Okay, I'll let him tilt at his windmill and offer up my five uh, suggestions for the weekend. Um, plus seven, I believe, on the year. Cat's plus six. Hick eliminated at minus five, which means I imagine he will pout a little bit and refuse to offer any picks. And if you have, like, actually had the foolhardiness to take these picks as we've given them out this year, that's probably a good thing. Transfer portal is heating up. It is bubbling, baby. Good players are leaving uh, are leaving teams. I mean, we got guys. Uh, I saw Chase McLaughlin from uh, – or McLaughlin and Joey McLaughlin. I do get bad or worse with names if I get older, dude. The, the running back for Alabama. Uh, I saw he's going to hit the portal. Uh, Ole Miss has a running back that ran for like near 1,200 yards. He's hitting the portal. Now, Ole Miss brought a lot of guys in. But here locally, uh, the Gators is struck in the portal. Billy Napier, you know, trying to position himself. And uh, You're getting names, and they're at positions of need. They flipped a kid who had been going to Cincinnati. He's a, a, a an edge rusher from northern Illinois. Um, you're not bringing in some guy that had 15 sacks. I think he had four, five, six sacks maybe. Pup Howard's coming home. Played his high school football here in Jacksonville. What was he, Jackson High, E? Jackson. Yeah, Jackson High School for uh, Pup Howard, who went to South Carolina and is coming 
back. He'll join Florida. Now this that's a lot of upside there now. They're adding mostly on defense, but but the point here is also they are still percolating with a number of targets out there that Billy Napier really desperately needs to corral. We've kind of dropped them in as we've gone. The, the biggest and best is the kid from the Ivy League who was the Ivy League Defensive Player of the Year. I saw him listed as a top 10 um, player in the transfer portal on one of the lists, maybe ESPN. The problem is two of the guys in the top 10, Prince Liu and uh, ETN, have left. So it, it, it's portal news that could lift, I guess, the Gator spirits a little bit. Such an important year, and it is, as we've mentioned, a daunting schedule. But as Hicken has pointed out, and it's a really good point, it speaks to the lower standard that's been imposed on Gator fan. Okay? The daunting schedule, and I don't have it in front of me, is only daunting because Florida is so... Mediocre to below average. If Florida is positioned as a 9 or 10 win football team, you don't have to beat Georgia or Alabama, the schedule wouldn't be considered so daunting, and that is a sad commentary in and of itself. Dalvin Cook has a new home. It'll be with a playoff contender, but it won't be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Got that news coming up for you in a football fix. Other news from around the National Football League. Uh, at some point, if you're a sports fan who doesn't give up the ship when football pulls into port, you're ultimately going to turn your attention to basketball. We we got kind of an early season, not early, we're into the midseason, an uh, early conference season benchmark for the Gator basketball team this week. You know what the Gators do this week, E? What do they do? Of course not, man. We're all football right now. We're uh-huh. between the, the national title game coming up on uh, Monday night and the NFL season coming to a close. Our Jaguars are getting playoff contention. You haven't thought about basketball much at all, only to watch your Lakers lose for the latest. Uh, again? I don't think they lost last night. Uh, I'm referring to a couple <laughs> nights ago. Yeah. No, the Gators host Kentucky tomorrow. Ooh. So that that's the biggest game on the Florida home schedule every year. Uh, Todd Golden's got them off to a decent start. I think they might be 10-3. and three. You know, they're hovering in the 40s in that RPI ranking that comes into play come tournament time, but there's a lot of real basketball to be played between now and then. And we'll see. I think your opinion on Florida as a potential tournament team probably hadn't changed much. It's It's been a decent pre-conference season. Had a couple. They haven't beaten anybody spectacular. They played at the time a top five team, Baylor, right down to the wire. Lost a game to a game, you know, lost a game to a, to a to a solid Virginia team, not a top ten team by any stretch. They beaten Pitt, they beaten FSU, they 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 picked up some wins over uh, schools that may not grab you by name, but are going to be good and and maybe even tournament teams based on the conference that they're in. But Kentucky's a different animal, and the Cats come calling tomorrow. Uh, as I said, I imagine there there will I'm not I imagine there will be more people from Jacksonville at a Gator basketball game tomorrow than at any other game this year. Now, that's not some overpowering football Saturday number, don't get me wrong. But Florida, Kentucky, in Gainesville, always the biggest draw. Since my freshman year on campus, and I would imagine it went back before then, Kentucky is, you know, if the Cowboys are America's team, Kentucky basketball is certainly the SEC's team. They're the benchmark, and it's not even close. Going to introduce, uh, uh, for the remainder of the hockey season, Puck Talk. Time to get engaged with our Jacksonville Iceman. 
hopefully positioned again this year. So we'll kind of get get your first season report. Let you know the ice. The Icemen are off to a what? 15, 20 game start already. 10, 15 games. So as they say in hockey, yeah, let's do that hockey. I bet we will. So we'll visit with the Iceman head coach and uh, get you set up on what's coming up in the uh, upcoming weeks with them. So got a lot of Friday fun coming for you. Nothing like a football Friday, the final regular season. But hey, knock on the wooden desk. Not the final football Friday around these parts. Four and one at home in the playoffs. Hmm. Mm, we're tough out here in Jacksonville. I dig that. Let's come back, talk to Captain Kev. I'll take you uh, more from inside the coordinator's mindset with this, boy, just wildly important final game. Didn't think it'd come down to this. Boy, if you'd have asked me six weeks ago, is it going to come down? You got to win a Tennessee to win the division? I would have told you, heck no. Or if it did, it would be because either Houston got hot and kept pace and you had a couple of, you know, 11 and 5 teams. But uh, instead... We sit here at uh, 9 and 7 and in must-win territory. Man, let's go get 10. It's GFL Friday. That's green for life. You look for those uh, bright green trucks out and about there in Jacksonville uh, here to make their mark and definitely trust them for all your commercial roll-off needs. Let's find our fishing groove. Find the hotline. All pro roofing. Morning, Kev. <laughs> Morning, Jeff. So, How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. I, I got a little a jolt here in the break. Here's what I did, E.T. We're not afraid to go around that kitchen and do a little looking around. Oh, we're not. Oh, I'm going to do that, see, man. See, see what happened from the day before and came across just some old, you know, they never think of it. It's not like they put them in Tupperware and put them aside yep. for us, which is fine. Uh, so I, I see just there's two or three boxes of donuts. The first thing you do is you go to lift it and you hope you feel some weight. Damn. Right, because you don't want to lift and feel like okay, there's one or two over there shoved in right. the corner. Usually, it means it's the worst possible donut remaining. It's a half one. It's uh, there's yeah. a half one, right? <laughs> Correct. So the donuts are back there, and I go and I say, you know, I pick them both up. Yeah, there's like one, a couple of cake donuts, and one, and the <laughs> other's got a, some sort of frosting, purplish looking stuff, and then a glaze. Right? Mm. I said, hmm. Mm. So just this is a reminder, pro pro life, you know, a life. Life hack. I already know All what right. you do. Pro with tip. That. I already know. You, I don't care if a donut is within two or three days old. You can leave it sitting out on your counter. Put that bad boy in the microwave for twelve seconds. About twelve seconds. No, nothing, <laughs> no, nothing brings nothing brings any food back to life like a twelve yep. second blast for a donut, man. I thought I thought you were going to say just dunk it in the damn coffee and that that, that would work yeah. too. That would yeah, work absolutely. too. Yeah, that's a yeah. little too sloppy. Ten seconds in that thing, and buddy, it just came out of the it's, oven over it's, there. It's new, new life. Oh, just gooey and delicious it was. <laughs> I wish there were fourteen more old, you know, stale donuts. Yeah, yeah. The same people. Just dog. a little, just just a little tip out there. Maybe, listen, maybe you're doing it. Those don't. You can leave those donuts. Maybe you brought them Saturday. It's Tuesday afternoon. Throw it in that microwave. Twelve yeah, seconds. No, You're welcome. And, 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 and uh, by the way, there's nothing ever left like that there on Saturday morning. So oh I yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, yeah. don't kid you. Hey, Parker's already been through. Them. <laughs> hey, hey, don't don't credit these jokers around here with propriety. There's like six boxes of donuts back there now, so that's all they left. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, it, what's happening out on the water? I learn something every time my neighbor goes fishing. Right. Okay. This huge irony that I live in is how much I, I mean, I really love fishing, Kev. I hardly ever do mm-hmm. it, but I really yep. like, I really enjoy fishing. Yep. And I've lived in Jacksonville forever. We've been doing this report for 15, 20 years. Okay. Yes. I've been on, I've been on, you know, the whole thing. I still, though, when he says where he went, I have no clue. 
<laughs> Where'd you go? I went to Clapboard Creek. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had no idea where that is. Uh, to, to, to like it as much as I do, and I've been here as long as I have, I don't know where anything right. is, like when it comes to inshore. Well, people, you, you people know what? Talking. It, it's, it's, um, that's the coolest thing about where we live. It's 365. Yeah. If you really want to go fishing, um, you can, and, and by the way, that's freshwater or saltwater. You know, I mean, this is the time of year when, you know, freshwater fishing really, I mean, these, these guys, you know, they're, they're, they're fishing for specs. Um, they'll go a little south of here and, um, and, and, and I'm, when I say so, not, not that far south and, and, uh, you know, they're starting to fish for bass on the beds, which is an absolute blast. Um, you know, so, so yeah, I mean, you, you, you start, you know, looking at the weather uh, more carefully because simply for the fact like tomorrow, 99% chance of rain, who the hell wants to go fishing that? You know what I mean? I mean, now I say you can fish 365 and you can, but the other good thing about here is that you can, you can pick your days. I mean, you know, it's, it's what Jeff, 80, 85% of the time we got at least halfway decent weather, you know, probably, 70% 70% of the time, it's, it's, it's great fishing weather. Right. Um, so, so yeah, this is the time of year just, you know, for, for us saltwater fishermen, um, you, the water temperature is really getting down there. I mean, it's kind of, um, you know, with these, with these really cold days that, that, that we've been having, I mean, it's, it's starting to get into, it's, it's definitely below 60 and, you know, it, it's, um, <clears throat> when it, when it gets that cold, uh, the, where we're fishing now is like deep holes mm-hmm. in the creek. Uh-huh. Um, that would be, you know, the deeper drop-offs on, on the, the, the main intercoastal. When I want to say deep, um, you know, it, it would be, you know, that, that 8 to, to, to 12 feet. Now, when the tide starts coming in, you know, then, then you got to think of all of those mudflats that were exposed to the sun, um, you know, while, while you had a low tide. And then those fish will rush up there in that one to two feet of water warm at up. that time to, to warm up, you know. So, so you really have to, you know, think a little bit more when it when it gets cold. Um, you know, but most of us are, are um, you know, this time of year. <laughs> it, it, you know, somebody who wants to pay you to go fishing doesn't think about okay, I'll, uh, yeah, do I really want to go out when it's thirty five degrees and and blowing. 15 miles an hour. No, mm-hmm. they, they, they don't. So honestly, there's, there's a few of us doing charters, but this is the time of year when we fun fish. Yeah. Just do some you recreational know, we, fishing. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and, and it, and it's a blast. It, it really is. I mean, the, the red fishing is extremely good. The sheep's head fishing is extremely good. So, you know, those are, those are just the things you have to talk about. But like I said, more or less the weather, 99% chance of rain tomorrow. So, I mean, I would just, I'd blow that off. Nobody's going offshore for the next four or five days it's it's just it's just gonna be blowing too much and then and then sunday sunday looks pretty but i think we're all gonna be sitting around watching football on well, sunday afternoon and, and, and with that weather tomorrow i tell you how your boys day is gonna go Twelve thirty, he'll watch florida kentucky basketball then we'll get into the nfl early and late well we got ravens steelers in the morning what's the, the and then uh, uh and, yeah, texans and, and colts at night and, and yeah. Colts. Yeah. yeah big week uh, big well, week for sure outdoor show tomorrow Outdoor show tomorrow. We'll all three be there. Captain Kurt, Jeff, and I. And um, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. it should awesome. be fun. Awesome. Good to talk to you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, buddy. All right. There he goes. That's Captain Kevin Favor. Always a New Year's resolution to become even better and better friends with Captain Kevin. Then when he takes one of these wreck fishing trips, you know, these for fun trips, I wonder what Prosser's doing today. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> the spies out there. I wonder if Jeff would want to go today. Synergy for the report. 
uh, this is what I mean about the Gator, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, here's what happens, E. If you sit in my chair. Uh-huh. Okay, full disclosure here. We're transparent. We're your transparent show. We open up the curtain. We give you the dirty dealings of what the inner workings of the business and the industry and the and the topics and the issues that we go through. We really do. All right. It's pr- pretty clear. I think everybody knows where both Dan and I happen to have gone to school. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, number three, broadcast journalism school in the country when we were there, by the way. Thank you. Um, and and therefore, I think also everyone knows that Dan and I are big sports fans, you think? <laughs> right. Right? What do we do for a living? Beats working, by the way. So naturally, the University of Florida football program and athletic program in general be pretty important to us, just like it is the Jags are for you Jags fans, or you Knowles are you know, for you Knowles fans, or... You know, the dogs are for you, Georgia fans, right? Makes sense, right? And I have never been that type of fan, and nor do I like to be. So I'm sitting in this seat where the fan in me wants to go all kinds of weather, but the, you know, the, the, the sports fan and the radio host wants to say, you know, before we throw a parade for the transfer portal right now, if you go through the transfer portal class rankings, Florida's number 36. So here's hoping Pup Howard is a tremendous addition. Here's hoping the other dude they got yesterday, George Gums, who had three and a half sacks. It's important he came, see, because he's an edge rusher. You know why that's important? Because they didn't have a single edge rusher sign on signing day. The two they had flipped. So just to, you know, keep an open eye on both sides. Now, the, the, the transfer portal rankings can still be greatly enhanced. Florida has added six already. Only one guy, though, who's considered a top 10, top 25 High prospect, and that was the defensive lineman from Penn, Joey Slackman, who you'll have for one year. But they've added, a, you know, again, high school rankings, a three-star receiver, Shamiri, I think it's DK from, from Wisconsin, a three-star corner, Bridges from Oregon, a three-star offensive tackle from San Diego State. I think they're either set to or have already gotten a commitment from a big Arkansas offensive tackle, but he hadn't really played. And you're getting guys and names and sizes but they're not picking and choosing among the top 10, 15, 20 guys that are in the portal. Which I guess you would have the flexibility to pick and choose if you were, I don't know, good. So anyway, just as we continue to track some of these names coming in for Florida, and that is six now, including Pup Howard. He should be excited about it. He might be a starter next year. He'll be some competition. Now, that's a position that was a that was good to him on signing day. You know, Pup was a top 125 player coming out of high school, and he's been at South Carolina for just a year. And so that that could be a bit. You can look back now, and that be have been a big one. But they got, they got work to do in getting more highly thought of players, or they're going to have, you know, what, the 20th best transfer portal class on top of the 15th best recruiting class in a conference with the best teams and the best coaches? You tell me how that adds up to great advances. I saw the tickets for the college football playoff championship. The ticket prices have dropped. Uh, uh, Don't go, you know, just grabbing your wallet and grabbing a couple. They've gone from like the average price being like $2,600 down to like $1,100. Then I started thinking about what the college football playoff has become. And this is a stark reality of football passion. 
Big Ten plays great football. It certainly has its passion pockets. The Big 12 plays good football. They certainly have their passion pockets. The Pac-10 can run and gun. They've got passion pockets of football. But, buddy, when it comes to the middle of Kentucky, west to Louisiana border, east to South Carolina border, down to the tip of Florida, that's the deep south. And that entire region is a passion pocket dotted with Georgias and Bamas and Floridas and Clemsons, Auburns and LSUs. FSUs, Tennessees. And so people notice. Now that gets buoyed by this. It'll be Big 10 against Pac-12 in the championship game. Before we signal a changing of the guard, I will remind you that the first college football playoff matchup, you know what it was? The first year we went to the four-team playoff, It was Big Ten Ohio State beating Pac-12's Oregon. The next eight, the Deep South said that'll be enough. Here are your winners since Ohio State won in 14. Alabama-Clemson, Alabama-Clemson, LSU-Alabama, Georgia-Georgia. And by the way, if you go back to the BCS era, which started in 1998... Ten, so 98 to 23 is 25 years. Just go one, two, just count them for me in your head, E.T., as I rattle off these names and tell me in the last 24 years how many of these deep south programs have won. You ready? Mm-hmm. Tennessee, FSU, Miami, LSU, Florida, LSU, Florida, Alabama, Auburn, Alabama, Alabama, Florida State. Alabama, Clemson, Alabama, Clemson, LSU, Alabama, Georgia, Georgia. How many of the 25 did I just list? 14. That's it? No, it was more than 14. We got a late start. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, <laughs> 17, 18, 20. 20. 20 of the 25 from that, that big old uber-talented, super-productive, national title-winning, passion pocket that college football fans, true college football fans here in the South, would call the Deep South. We just do it different down here, man. So listen, Ohio State, or not Ohio State, Michigan, Washington, enjoy your little final. Enjoy it. (laughs) Savor it. Because when we look up next year, we look up next year, uh, Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Clemson, Alabama, South Clemson, Alabama, FSU, Auburn, Florida, LSU, Florida, LSU, Miami, FSU, Tennessee. Yeah. I, I, I Changing the guard? No, I don't think so. Going to hear from the Jaguars coordinators, and we'll take a little trip we call Football Fix when we return on a GFL Friday. I think the big part is the chemistry he's built with the quarterback, the trust he has from the coaching staff and Trevor as well, the quarterbacks as well, just because he's done it for a long time. You know, he's proven his worth in this league. He's a dynamic playmaker for us. He's a mismatch problem for us. He's a guy we can put in a number of roles, whether we intended to or not. 
as a game goes, there's a lot of times Christian just takes the next spot. If somebody missed a rep, was out, whatever it may be, because he knows the system so well, he knows the expectation, he knows the details of everything we're asking to do. Um, so he's certainly a very valuable piece for our offense. Did Press Taylor let it slip there? Play the beginning of that comment here in just a sec. Did he let it slip? Play the beginning of that comment again on Christian Kirk and who he's talking about his return to the offense. Let me hear that again. Yeah, I think the big part is the chemistry he's built with the quarterback, the trust he has from the coaching staff and Trevor as well, the quarterbacks as well. Trevor, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> you feel me? Probably just his you, worth. Yeah, you probably just used to hear. You know, he's probably just used to saying with Trevor. Yeah, but he caught, yeah, I had to catch himself. Yeah. I don't know if he caught himself. Because, oh, wait, it won't be Trevor. Or if he caught, oh, I can't just say it's going to be Trevor. I don't know. We yeah. shall see. It's still been limited. Is how they are. Uh, describing it for Trevor Lawrence at practice. Also, Christian Kirk, who uh, was was featured there in that comment, um, also limited yesterday. Who's going to win that that Texans-Colts game? Yeah, I'm kind of interested. Isn't that man. a good one? Yeah, it is. It's an interesting game. Uh, I don't even know who, like, one of them is going to win, so it's like, who do I want to win? Yeah, I don't, I, I, they can both lose as far as I'm concerned, right? right? I. I think it's probably more dangerous, like long term, if the Texans win. Oh yeah, for sure. Right? Don't want to give CJ that that. Confidence. That's correct. You don't want to give a rookie, yeah. get him going, because they, you know if they don't lose him, who knows where we stand? We may yeah. be trying to get a wild card ourselves with no chance to win the division. Who knows? I will remind folks in our twenty four twenty one win at Houston, where the ball bounced on the final play of the game. Anyone mm. remember mm. the crossbar? Yeah, that's how close it was to going OT on that Sunday afternoon um, in Houston. All right. Uh, Mike Caldwell, as we have um, rated this draft class Mm -hmm. and bemoaned the lack of impact that we've gotten in some pretty premium positions and primarily second and third rounders. I mean, with, with, you know, all love to Brenton Strange and, and, you know, the running back, you can't, you got to get, you got to get, you gotta, I mean, between Strange and Bigs, but you gotta be getting production, man. The second and third round picks. We've seen Anton Harrison I fair, fair, pretty decently for where he's taken and how necessary that pick was. I, I'd give him a solid B plus for that pick at the very least. Then you go down into D D minus territory. You can't listen to me. You can't draft a blocking tight. You can't draft a tight end to block in round two. So you can't come back on a dude who's got two or three catches that injury play gear and say, yeah, but he's a blocker. Don't care. Go get a blocker. You don't draft a blocker in round two unless he's an offensive lineman. And Bigsby's probably the biggest disappointment. And again, maybe the future is brighter. I don't know. But is it fair to say of the draft class that he's the biggest disappointment Him, yeah. It is. Yeah, because we have so high Yeah, that's right. Remember, yeah. he flashed in training camp, yep. and it was going to be, man, he might demand some of the carries uh, from ETN, and they've just had to stick with ETN. They don't trust anybody else to make a play. But there is a guy that's tucked down and started the year injured, so he didn't get his chance to flash out of the gates, but he has caught the attention, certainly of some Jag fans and of his coaching staff, and I'm talking about the sixth-round safety out of Texas A&M, Antonio Johnson, who down the stretch, his coordinator Mike Caldwell says, is emerging into a real playmaker. He's drafted. He had a little bit of injuries coming uh, early on in the season. Now he's really starting to show what he can do. You know, as a rookie, you always have to earn your stripes, and he's earned them. And then given an opportunity to play, he's gone out there and he's 
continue to earn those stripes. And, you know, we look up making interceptions, making sacks. He's a guy that, you know, he's a playmaker for us. And the more guys we can throw out there that can make a play, the better we are. All right. Uh, they expect a lot of Derrick Henry. Uh, both sides of the ball know that the Titans are going to be playing with reckless abandon to ruin the Jaguars season. Let's establish something early, prove who the real king of the division is, get off to an early lead and send them home early. How's that sound? How about with five minutes to go in the fourth? It's all you you guys on on the text line from, you know, from uh, Bold City, from the, you know, everywhere telling me you're on your way up there. I've had a bunch of them uh, like that. So hopefully y'all the ones we're seeing at the end of that football game. We're a better team. Let's let's step on them early and don't let up. Probably a good game plan uh, for getting out of Nashville with a win and then home for a playoff game where we've been pretty doggone good. Uh, you've got to have a longer resume. You have to have more experience before they start, you know, ranking you as where you are all time as a as a home as a home team in the postseason. But eighty percent four and one—that's pretty good. Last I checked. All right, fire up the band. We got a football fix. Uh, Et, we'll start with a, a lesson out there uh-huh. for any of you parents who may need it. Not only do we store, like, handguns and weapons out of the reach of children, or in best case, lock them up, but also, like, the bongs and the lighters and things like that, maybe keep those out of the reach of children as well. Especially those lighters. Tyreek Hill, the house burned down because the child had a lighter. I mean, kids are inquisitive, man. you got to keep your eye on them every second. And uh, that's certainly a a reminder. Uh, Thankfully, thankfully no one injured. But, man, that you burn your house down. I can't imagine what that is. Man. You know what I mean? They're coming back from that one. Oof. So, yeah, among the many things to keep out of, keep an acorn out of it. Take it from a grandpa now of a one-year-old. That's pawpaw to you, by the way. Uh, to a one-year-old. A one-year-old walks down the sidewalk, sees an acorn. He may as well be a squirrel. It's going in the mouth, man. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the first place to go. <laughs> Boop. No, you got to watch it all. And, this, you know, not just the, the heavy artillery, but. Any and everything. Told you Dalvin Cook did indeed join a playoff contender. It's a good move by the Ravens, man. It's a good move. They've had uh, injury issues at the running back position. Uh, yeah, smooth little transition. Put him on the practice squad. Get him up to speed. If he's ready, it can help. Great. If not, you'll, you'll keep riding Gus Edwards. And, you know, that, that Keaton Mitchell loss here against the Jags late in the game, that was a big one because that kid was coming. The balling. Yeah. All right, we've uh, reached that point where the players are lobbying for their interim coach to be the head coach. That's usually like a 50-50 proposition. If I'm the Raiders and Devontae Adams and Max Crosby are telling me we should keep Antonio Pierce, I'm keeping Antonio Pierce. You're my only two good players. I'm going to assume that if we don't, that you ain't keeping you either. Pretty logical uh, step. You know who's become a really good player for... For the Texans, it's pass rusher Jonathan Grenard. Gator fans will remember him. Well, he was a tra- Marshall transfer. Nick, where Grenard was from? Where Louisville? Um, uh, he is. You know, Grenard has twelve and a half sacks this year. Must be nice. And if, I don't recall exactly. I think he was like a fourth, fifth rounder. No, I, he wasn't. You know, super highly uh, sought on on draft day. 12 and a half sacks. I'm bringing him up, though, because he's been ruled out for that big game against Indy tomorrow night. 
Grenard, 12 and a half sacks. The Texans leader in that category. 10th in the NFL. Noah Brown is certainly flashed. Noah Brown, didn't he play? Wasn't he with the Cowboys his first few years? Dallas could be using him, by the way. Brown has emerged as a playmaker. He's been oft injured this year, and he's also ruled out for tomorrow again. What, what a fun game that is that we can sit back and enjoy. And know who's exact, although I guess the winner's going into the postseason anyway. We won't be soul-crushing in the mat bad on Sunday afternoon, but can at least mildly disappoint him. That's Football Fix, brought to you by Allstate agent Mandy Bowers. Home, life, business, auto, you can bundle. But you need to call Manny because there is money there to be saved. Trust her and her dream team, Mandarin and Orange Park. Kick and arrive on more come your way next on a GFL Friday. Ladies and gents, please put your hands together as Dan Hicken enters the studio. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. You know it! Sweet Friday! Friday, stay out of the picture. You're yeah. wanted. Yeah. Stay away. Yeah, we're not. We got had some issues this week with her. Bell Bondsman called again. Ah, she's our girl. I got to take uh, care of her. I know. Starting to get expensive though. She said, "I mean, she got a, she got a, she, yeah, she walks a fine line sometimes." But Lee Lockett told me this is the last time. <laughs> yeah. Pro bono work. Okay. It's not happening yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. Friday ain't cold with that little thing. On. Yeah. No. Come on, man. <laughs> she looks cold, if you know what I mean. She's oh, older now. I mean, focus Friday, at some point, uh, yeah. you've got to grow up. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Here. When did we turn from Friday being awesome to now we chastise Friday? Uh-huh. Friday's here for a reason. Friday's awesome. Okay. She's uh-huh. the best. All right. Good to be Nothing here. but good things to come. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, good to be here on a huge Friday because we have oh. a huge Sunday in yeah, the making. Do. It's do or die time. The season's on the line. Are we playing next week or not? I need to know. I say yes, but who knows? I think we will. Well, we better. Be. I pointed this out earlier. Thanks for being here. We got mm. really we got two 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 big slices of Jaguars history that are butting heads right here, and one is our just horrific record against the Titans throughout. You know, the history, you know, if the first seven games in the last three were eight and two, the problem is the middle where we just get waxed a thousand ways to, to, to Sunday. Yeah. And but the other side is if if they do win, we don't have a rich home playoff history. We only played five home playoff games. Eleven of them have been on the road, but at home four and one. Yeah. You know, we're tough out here at home. So the Brown is going to end after one game if we can get past uh, Tennessee this weekend. I do believe that if we can't get past Tennessee, we wouldn't beat the Browns anyway. So. Fair enough. Uh, we 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 know what, what's at stake. Our one-on-one financial poll question, key to beating Tennessee Sunday. Trevor plays, 100 yards plus rushing, zero turnovers, clean game, or five plus sacks. You make the call. Trevor plays, 100 yards plus rushing, zero turnovers, clean game, or five plus sacks. Uh, 240 plus votes are in right now. You can vote at Dan Hicken. He'll post it as well. The leader is... I think it's clean game because we pounded the turnovers. The, the, the real, you know, just I hate to diminish like Trevor. Trevor doesn't play; doesn't matter. But it's almost the bottom two. If they play a clean game and get five sacks, I would. But I'm not allowed to take two. Uh, it's interesting because 
Zero turnovers, clean game, 72.7% of the vote. 15% want 100-plus rushing. 6.9 say Trevor plays, 5.3 say 5-plus sack. That 6% can also indicate most people's belief that he will play. So you're you're attaching that number to no matter who plays quarterback. And, you know, if if there was an addendum, no turnovers, you know, but only (sighs) – you know, but only included Bethard. In my previous life, I was known as the Road Scout. I many, many, many understand. I've unearthed gem after gem mm-hmm. through the years that the franchise would issue, mm-hmm. not listen to, right. and not take my advice. And the list gets even better and more prestigious as the years go by because yeah. you can just throw anybody in there, right? Listen, Aaron do. Donald is yeah. my greatest win of For all. Sure. Greatest claim to fame was yeah. Aaron Donald. Uh, at the Senior Bowl. However, right. I have found us another that I would be willing to give up our first round pick for without going on the road. Yeah, this isn't. This isn't. Oh, this uh, is a current NFL player. Yes, this is, is, is it. Ayuk. No, but that's nice. I would. Ayuk. Love the Ayuk. word in San Francisco is they can't pay them all, and they're going to no. trade him, and the Jags could get him for like a second and fourth. I think I saw. You're in. I'm in. Right, but the second is tied to him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Him. Is he airing a second? I don't think he gets a second if we I, I think it has to don't do with, keep if, him. Or I don't. Yeah, who? No one knows. The NFL itself doesn't know. No one knows. And they can't set an official. It was a second, explain. third, and fourth in some form. Yeah, he's we he's already he's played all, a lot. He's he's worth more than the fourth. I don't know if it's the second or the third. I, I I can't believe I'm finding myself saying this. And there's a lot of football to be played still. But I you know I'm not bringing back Ridley at any kind of cost. Yeah. Well, right, if it means like signing into some top 10 deal, I am I wrong? Well, a one-year deal. A one, yeah, I would. I, I'd like to yeah. have him the not. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're worse with him. Yeah, and I don't want to work. I'm, I'm not, and it's first year back, too. You'd hate to see we burn off the rust, and then he goes and excels. I, I, I have done. This is, this, okay, what do you this got? is one of I, the greats of all time. And oh, wow. As, Just ask you. It's such a perfect fit. Okay. That it This is a trade deal with an me. NFL team. It could be, yeah. Well, oh. he's scheduled to be a free agent, Jeff. Oh, oh wow! We can go sign him. I, you know, um, but I want him. Wow, bad. I, it, you want him like nothing you've ever wanted before. <laughs> I would say no. E, uh huh. This is a guy that is going to make our defense unbeatable. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Going to make us make us fierce, ferocious, nastier, and. Hmm. And just, oh, Aiden Hutchinson. And, and, and by the way, <laughs> and by the way, not even an every down guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. How about that? Not I. And I don't even. Give up our first. Yes, in a New York minute. Okay. In a New York minute, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Well, gentlemen. let's. Uh, okay. Let's. Let's. Is it AFC or NFC? It's an AFC guy. This is just a guy you you want from another team. I is have, he a superstar player? I mean, are, is no. It, is, okay, no. Oh, oh wait, you say AFC guy? Yes. Okay. And he, so I. I also gave you a huge clue. I wasn't listening. I'm not going to lie. I was taking I off it, my jacket. I said it, it twice. Okay. Well, repeat it a third time, and I'll pay attention. I would take this guy in a New, New York, York okay. minute. So he's a Jet. Because yeah. <laughs> there ain't nobody on the Giants. The uh, the Saquon. He'll be available. He's only a part. I'd have to look at their. I mean, Quentin Williams is who jumps to. Oh, you could get him though. No, no, it's, it can't no, be. It ain't that's, him. That's a superstar. Right, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Well, I can't go get his brother. We had him already. <laughs> oh. Those are pass rushers. Is it uh, ah. Jermaine Johnson? 
Nah. nah. I saw he did something last week. Yeah. That's the only reason I know. Yeah, pick six. Jermaine J. He's a good player. Yeah, yeah. This guy potentially, I, I love this guy. Huh. Analytics loves him. Yeah, got to be the other pass rusher. I mean, who they? Who's even on yeah, that team? Sure. That, 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 like a, a three, like three name guy. That's why I'm the guy. <laughs> I unearthed this guy, Price. Yeah, this guy. I mean, other words, he saw something on Twitter. I unearthed <laughs> this guy, people. I, I bet the Googans have figured it out. Go to the text line. I bet somebody's texted it in. Let me just go to the um, from the text line. I thought Matt Jones was Dan's greatest yeah. hit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Damn you! You, how dare you! There are some misses along the way. I got us Ryan they're, they're Kerrigan. Not there. Is this the t- the three name dude? No. Who is it then? Bryce Huff. Okay. Bryce Huff is an unbelievable athlete. He's a pass rusher. I think he has eight sacks this year. He's lightning quick first step. Pros. Here's what I want. We go get Bryce Huff. We put him on the edge on all passing downs. Move Trayvon inside just on those. Mm-hmm. He can start on the outside, play the outside. Bryce Huff is our third pass rusher. Well, here's an interesting. He's, he's kind of like Jan, okay, in a way. Because I don't, he, I don't know he's how second he's second on their depth chart. He doesn't have a lot. He doesn't have as many. Like you say, he's a part time. In player. terms of snaps, yeah, he's second in the NFL in terms of sacks per snap. Okay, well that makes sense. Eight yeah. sacks. He's only but got I don't know that. I don't know. I'll let him compete, but I don't know that he's a. Ultimately, a starter. He might be. Well, you hit you hit on something else, and we're not the show that just overwhelms you with press no. conference sound bites as we go through. Uh-huh. But Mike Caldwell did say this yesterday when it comes to, to Trayvon Walker and something mm-hmm. that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. I mean, is in isn't it ultimately in the best interest of the franchise to make him a wrecker from the inside right. and pair another Allen type pass rusher on the outside? And that that topic did come up yesterday. Well, really, it just depends on the matchup. If there is guys inside that we'd like to match up as opposed to the guy outside, we'd be, you know, able to move him inside. He's such a versatile player, and he's a guy that will do anything you ask of him. It's really good to have those type of guys on the team to be able to plug in different spots for other guys to take advantage of, possibly a matchup on the, on the other side. Nothing long-term there, but at least they're, you know, experimenting hey. with him more. They both moved inside. Well, his, he and Allen. his sack this week, one of his came from, from the, the inside. inside. Okay. It Huff, you're it not going to have to it, give up a first-rounder, I don't think. It doesn't matter, than the, with all due respect, Coach, it doesn't matter on the matchup. Right, he needs to go inside. He's not. I don't even say all the time. I don't care. I'm just telling you, if you get a guy like this guy, Bryce Huff, that will allow, that will make the, the it'll soothe the egos down there because you can still keep Trayvon outside a lot of time. Yeah, rundowns. And then on your jet package, which is your pass rush package. Well, there's also this. You bring him in instead of Kalevon and, 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 yeah, and, for sure. And, and Abdullah well, yeah, and, and, and who's the other guy, you know, I mean, Smoot. Smooty, yeah. you know, I mean, Smooty can play more in. Bryce Huff is your guy, dude. Okay. I have unearthed it. Yeah. I have solved the puzzle. Nice. Thank you. I'm done. I'm I'll leaving today. Okay. Good, well, goodbye. Wow. Taking off the headset. I mean, this is so good. Wow. And this is like the, this is as good Wow. Ross, is as the as the Fantastic Five, <laughs> that never materialized, <laughs> but it, it should have. If it had, this is his fourth we year. He wasn't Bowl. a first rounder, so yeah, he I should know, be a free he's agent. getting better every year. Why, he is why are you a free agent? Him, I don't have to. I'm just saying, whatever it takes is what I'm willing to do, and I would certainly be willing to give up number twenty whatever for Bryce Huff. Absolutely, he is a bad bad A. Okay, E, do you feel me? 
I feel you. It's been a breakout year, two, two, three and a half, and now eight. But he's also played 16 games for the first time in his, yes. his career as There's well. There's a buzz about him up there. I just don't know, because look at his size. He's 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 240-ish. Also, that, huh? What's his size? Uh, yeah, two, 255. 6'3", 255. So I don't know how he is against the run. He may not. College, but, please, for Bryce Huff. Memphis. Oh. Yeah, this guy went total Bryce. He knows who Bryce yeah. Huff's well, mama, yeah. mama's name is. I mean, I did my work. <laughs> I've to. done my interviews. Yes. I've talked to the kid. He's that, a, he's a let, baller. We should have let you do the uh, Justin Blackman scouting. That, that, I should have. Avoided that. <laughs> I would have told you he was at Crickets all day. That Twitter Crickets. post that uh, Dan saw had all that information on there. <laughs> what Twitter post? <laughs> he's just kidding. I mean, I don't know. I don't understand why. I'm allowed to throw that because I'm not on I Twitter. Mean, why can't, I don't understand. <laughs> because, because, yeah. Why do you guys degrade not you guys. me? I'm the not Googans de- how did I Jones. You? I didn't degrade you. Here's the shocker. Degrading has come and it's been from sources other than me. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than be. exclusively me. It should be. Geez, gee whiz, Dan. You should get Palky's job. That's great work. Man, Dan, I knew you were the smartest football guy I know. <laughs> Boy, Dan, you really get the X's and O's. Boy, gosh, that Dan. No, it didn't come like that? You did your homework on this one. Instead, I got snarky Matt Jones. Like Matt Jones was your guy, they said. <laughs> he it. was my guy. Uh, boy, that I, it, I had to coach Matt Jones too because so, I would have motivated him, yeah, and not let him get into the other stuff. I know this on a good authority that Matt Jones <laughs> literally left uh, contraband in a golf cor- uh, in a golf cart here locally, uh, yeah. and he didn't leave. No, no, no. The reason I know this for sure is because then he happened to call the cart guys and ask them to pull it out for him. Can you get that contraband out, please. Yeah, and I'm not talking about. I like to see people yeah. get excited about my. This my, isn't the uh, lowest level of contraband. Let's just say that. I see people get excited about my Bryce Huff unearthing. Good. I saw him standing on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> my dog did his work. My bad. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, good. Go get it. Now go get him. If he's a free agent, then, then make him the priority. I don't see, you know, it'd be nice to build the offensive line from the draft, but we don't seem to be accomplishing that. No, Hick did not want to trade up to take Gabbert. Never mentioned him. In fact, yeah, I, I again. I, I think I had J.J. Watt there, Mr. Texan fan. I, I don't know where you're where Charlton you're K. Ganey. Oh, yeah. Go put your J.J. Watt jersey on and remember, mm-hmm. that's who I wanted. No, I don't know. Um, They also say that you're, you you know, <laughs> you're way overvaluing. You're killing the well, franchise. That, that's a fine. A third or a fourth. What I'm telling you is this. Get him. Yeah. And, and I hope the Jets aren't listening. They'll ask for two firsts and a third. What I'm telling you is this. <laughs> Whatever it takes to get Bryce Huff is what you should do. Right. And whoever, whoever, thank you, whomever we take in the first round, I'll take Bryce Huff and I'll see you in a couple years. You want to bet on that? You want to do Dan V that? We can do it. Anyway, I'm done. That was it. That was my. That's uh, my it's a name that's now officially on the radar. Yeah. And if I'm just the telling Jags you guys, I'm telling the boys him. down there, listen, all you scouts down there who <laughs> know way it. more football than me when you, when you head in this morning. You know, mm-hmm. a couple of you are listening. Mm-hmm. You go in and you go, hey, man, I got a name. Bryce Huff. Don't be embarrassed because Hicken threw it out there. <laughs> don't be shy. Don't mention it. Yeah, don't even mention it. Don't be shy. Run with that. Do your homework. Get us Bryce Huff. I think you'll all be happy. The haters are out. No, Dan did also not push for Hugh Douglas. Oh, that was. Oh, these guys are unbelievable. That goes way back there, man. Jerry Porter. <laughs> yeah. All the Drayton Florence. He pushed for all the big boys. Bryce Pop, he marched in with his, due to his close relationship with Tom Coffin, demanded that he yeah. make the move for Bryce Pop. That was a good move. I like that move back then. They didn't just they I used was wrong weird. about that. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, it looked. I like think a he's a guy who must have benefited from Bruce Smith on the other side or whatever. No, it was a uh, Reggie White. Well, I guess he had both, didn't he? Yeah. Did he? Because he came to us from the Packers, no? Or was it from oh, the was Bills? It Packers? I don't. Remember. Yeah, I think it was the Packers. Yeah. yeah, and then he, yeah, but he played for the Bills too. He, right? he did. I don't know if it was before or after. Hmm. Well, the two greatest sack men in the history of the game <laughs> by far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, are up there. Anyway, all right, we got a busy Friday, lots to do, fun times in Cleveland today. Um, oh, no, he came for, to us from the Bills. From the Bills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he went to the Packers from here? He was drafted by the Packers. Pack. Oh, so yeah. he played for both before here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Good so, for both, though. Yeah. But to your point, he was, yeah, he was on the other side of, of Hall of Famers, arguably yeah. the two very best. <laughs> Shazam. <laughs> wonder why he didn't work. <laughs> Play him a tight end. All right. The, 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 answer me a question. Somebody asked me on the text line. I couldn't answer it because I'm not quite as in tune. But I could have sworn we had all these people throwing out, or was yesterday the date? Was yesterday the deadline? For what? They've been talking about this portal deadline is here, and people, and yet I still see more going into the portal. Was it January 4th? Maybe that's a what it very, was. A very, very dirty move by Ohio State. We'll talk about it in the 10-minute drill in the portal. Extremely Bush League. Okay. That answers your question when we come back. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, that's what we call in the business a tease. Oh, you won't want to miss it. To G- you will not want to miss that. It's GFL Friday right here on. Believe me I when need, I tell you. I Bryce Huff and a dirty move, <laughs> and I'm gone. Wow, he gone. Help! Help! All right, Sports Concepts and Rationalizations coming your way. We call it the 10-minute drill. Special shout-out to my friend Emmanuel for breakfast this morning. Thank you, E. No problem, Dano. Much appreciated. As we uh, welcome you back to the program. In fact, he's in a giving mood. Not only did he buy us breakfast, but he also has some razzle-dazzle to present to you at the end of the 10-minute drill. E, what might that be? Oh, I love giving away that razzle-dazzle. I got a pair of tickets to see the greatest piano men oh. live at the Thrasher Horn on yes. Friday, yes, January 12th. Yes. This is a tribute to... Uh, Billy. Billy Joel. Elton John. Elton John. Heck yeah. Stevie Wonder and more. I tell you what, I was talking to uh, Pross off air about, I love piano bars. I love dudes who play, you know, you throw songs at them, they play songs, they sing, you sing along. It's great stuff. So anyway, uh, I would love to see the greatest piano men. That'd be fun. Uh, Thank you for the breakfast, E. For sure. All right, so this this is Dirty Pool, and it happened in Columbus, and it will make me not like... Ryan Day even more. This is off of the question that I asked Dan. Is wasn't there a portal yeah, the deadline portal. Yeah, that has portal. passed? Because all kinds of names yeah, are in the portal today. You can't go into the portal anymore. All right. The day the portal closes, in other words, you had to be in the portal. But people, in can't. other words, I'm watching the Cotton Bowl last week. Let and, me just clarify for those uh, because I understand uh, where you're going. You're, you're what you're saying is. We have passed a deadline to declare for the portal, yeah, can't but, go there's the portal. St- but there's a period now that you can move, and it's about a month, isn't it? For what? To be- now that you're in the portal, you have about a month oh, to make yeah, your decision. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I think, like, Florida's classes start Monday, so that's why they're busy this week. So I think, I don't, and I don't know if you have to be in before classes start or whatever, but certain, certain things, certain... There's certain parameters, but yeah, it, it's, it's There gonna, was a deadline, though, that passed, correct? As far as entering it, okay. yes. And it and it was like yesterday or today. Yeah, the fourth. I think, I think it, it was, was yesterday. I think 
So I'm watching the Cotton Bowl and the announcers who sit and talk with the coaching staffs pre-game uh, were talking, and I don't remember who did the game. And they were saying, uh, you know, we've talked to Ohio State and, you know, they say they're not in the portal at all for uh, uh, quarterbacks. They're not going to get at, uh, uh, any any quarterbacks. They like their guys. They like 33. I believe his name is Devin Brown. They like this backup kid who was forced to go in. Well, if you watch that game, Devin Brown got injured right away, and the other kid was not good. They were scared to let him throw. So I'm like, man, they're crazy. That's that's just dumb. Now, but I, I I'm assuming they must have stayed strong with that. And lo and behold, the day that the portal closes, in other words, now Devin Brown and all these five star backups who are in Columbus can't go into the portal. Oh, so that's why it's dirty, because you trapped the ones you had. You screwed those kids over. Uh, Ohio State got Will Howard, who was a good one from from Kansas State. Who left Kansas State because he was going to lose his job to the kid who played the bowl game for them because he can run a little bit more than Will Howard. He's not a bad runner, but he's more of a power. Well, the sad thing here, too, is Will Howard is is good. I don't think he's the difference maker in Ohio State being a national champion. No, but you've got to have a veteran. You can't. If Ohio State had gone in with those quarterbacks— and again, I'm not faulting them. What I'm faulting them for is them not telling their guys, "Hey, listen, you know this is this is uh, uh, we're gonna go. Uh, we watched you guys play. We're gonna go get a quarterback," right. and which they did, and they have every right to do that. But that's a screw job, in my opinion. In your opinion, and a bit disingenuous. In your opinion, coming off was it the 15th ranked high school recruiting class for Billy Napier in Florida? Mm-hmm. What would the transfer portal class ranking need to be to make you feel? Good about the supplements that supplements I'm that need so to happen sure. to 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 like what what's an acceptable season next year? Not not dream. What's acceptable? Uh, bare minimum seven and probably eight. Because five this year and six last year. Yeah, I would say we wouldn't you have said before this year seven bare eight minimum for last year also. I I, I think I said last year got to make a bowl. Yeah, they didn't. No. All right. So you got to win at least seven next year. Can yeah. you improve from five to like, seven if, uh, with uh, the fifteenth uh, recruiting dep- class? If and- it's seven, it depends on the seven, and it depends on you know. Well, how good is you know this Lagway kid's going to be special? You don't want to rock the boat. Yeah, and those are kind of things you got to answer. Well, I mean, for that's sure. just we'll fair. See. Well, listen, and you pointed out, you made a very valid point. This unbelievable, grueling schedule is only unbelievable, grueling because Florida is mediocre to below average. If Florida were a nine-win team, they'd get nine wins out of that schedule. Yes. So that, again, and that just speaks to the lowered expectations that have been applied to Florida fan, not by Florida fan. Right. The, The program has made Florida fan accept that unacceptable standard by their performance and I bring this up because I'm excited about Pup Howard, and we know a lot about him. Mm-hmm. He's a local. Mm-hmm. I know you sell every transfer portal guy that comes in. What I see Billy Napier getting for the most part are former three stars who don't have great numbers other places, except for the Ivy League Player of the Year. That's a good one, top ten guy. Mm-hmm. But as we sit here today, even with yesterday's uh, portal uh, announcements, Florida's, at least by what I look, 36th ranked transfer portal class. Is that enough to get you excited? Is that enough to improve you well, to seven wins? I'm excited wins? about I, – I, Here's individual what, here's pieces? What, well, no, here's what I said. You got to you got to get bulk in the portal this year. You can't just pick and choose. You got to take chances. I'm excited about you, you may forget but Justice Boone is back on one side rushing and so we had Justice Boone into that mix who got tore up his knee at the beginning of the year and didn't get to play it. I don't know how good he can be, but you know, we got to have different guys, man. 
Now, there's a kid, this kid they got yesterday, eh, you know, three and a half sacks. He was going to go to Cincinnati. They flipped him from Cincinnati. He's Northern Illinois kid. Um, so, uh, but there's another guy out there. I forget who it is that they're after. I forget, oh, gosh, I forget what school is. An edge rusher, and they, they need to get him. And now, now you start adding guys. You got to get dudes, man. And they've gotten some dudes. They also got news that uh, the Marshall kid's coming back for his senior year, which is a shock to everyone. Yeah, Jason Marshall, the corner. Um, so uh, he's coming back for one more go around. He was good finally at the end of his junior year. We waited a long time for him to play good football, and he started to play some good football. So that's a big, you know, you lose Kimber, you keep Marshall. I, that's a huge win for for the program. So I think that it's going to come down to improvements from the young kids. I think it's you know, uh, Pup played. A, I saw Puppy played like a hundred snaps, a lot in coverage. I don't know the whole story behind why he didn't play more, or did play more, why he's come home. I'll get that eventually, but I'm just glad he is. I think it's not fair anymore to sit there and say, if a kid's coming for his junior or senior year process, it doesn't matter what he was coming out of high school because he has made what he has made. If he was a backup at a certain school, then he's a backup at a certain, you know, there's no guarantees. You see what I'm saying? Of course. If, so it, it really doesn't matter that this kid was a three-star. This kid, It matters that while he was at Oregon, he had four picks last year. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, I, I'm not going to – I'm – wow, wow, that was a terrible shot. I'm not going to um, – I, I know we're not done yet, and I think there's a couple more du- offensive rebounds. I, I know there's more dudes to come, but I'm okay with I'm, – I'm, I'm more than okay with what they've done so far okay. in the portal. So the 36 doesn't matter. It matters, to... but that's one man's yeah. take. You know, there's still players out there, and look, I mean – is there any chance that they could get that uh, receiver? What's FSU in the portal right now, ranked? Let me look up. Just I, out of curiosity. I, I, I was looking at a Florida story, so I didn't, but let me get. Let me get mm-hmm. uh, While you do that, let me read, rattle off this schedule, and you tell me what you think about this schedule. If you're an SEC program, okay, a good SEC team, I'm giving you a good SEC team, and you tell me if they're going to win or lose. Murray State. Who? Did Murray we, State. What, what are we? What are, this is a good SEC team. Playing schedule. football. Yes. Okay. Murray State. That's a win. Buffalo Bulls. Win. Boston College Eagles. Win. Vanderbilt Commodores. Win. Uh, at Texas A and M. Um, this is Missouri, by the way. Okay. Win. Okay. They're five I, and zero. Oh. At UMass. Win. Six and zero. Oh. Auburn at home. Tough game. Yeah. Win. Seven and zero. Oh. At Alabama. A loss. Seven and one. Oklahoma at home. Um if he at South Carolina. I'd, I'd say that's a win though. At South Carolina. Probably a win. At Mississippi State. Probably a win. Arkansas. Um yeah, win. Yeah. Bama. They play Remember Bama. we talked about Missouri the yeah, other yeah. day and you thought yeah, easy yeah. schedule. Manageable. Right? Yeah. I mean that's there's no LSU on there. You know, it's a great schedule. I mean, you got it. You have got to just. You literally could be the favorite in the SEC. Oh, there's no divisions next year, right? That's right. Just one big yeah. conference. Yeah, you literally could be the favorite to be in the top two. Are you uh, in, in, the, in the lines with the portal now? In fairness, the names are out there, but the teams haven't really struck their goal. They're working hard, so you can go from low on the list to high on the list pretty quickly. Yeah, you know, based on which of these top. Do you have FSU's ranking? Yeah, they're not in the top fifty. Yeah, they haven't gotten anybody yeah. yet. So, and they're and they're good at the portal. 
Well, and they they're, need they're, the portal badly. I'm not, this isn't piling on FSU no. fan. Part of 63-3 is this. That's what you got coming back. My point is, though, that FSU, <clears throat> you're, FSU is a standard in the portal. Yeah, for two years. So, we shot, and, and I know that there was disappointment that the, they didn't get the Purdue kid who ended up going to Texas A&M. He was an edge rusher with 10 and a half sacks. So, I hear on the portal. Uh, Quinshawn, Quinshawn Judkins went into the portal yesterday from Ole Miss. And I He's find a running back. Yeah, best yards. running back in the SEC, arguably. Yeah. And now I find it odd that all of a sudden the word out of Mississippi is what a bad guy he is. Bad teammate. Bad this. Bad that. Oh, okay. So, so it's fair for Ole Miss to add 10 guys, great guys. Well, and, in uh, fairness now, and yeah. I don't know any specifics, but you hear implications that about other guys, including one from Florida who went to Ole Miss. Yeah, I read, you know what? Uh, Princely did a real good. Are we off of that narrative? Did you hear that? Mm. Maybe not the best dude in the locker room. Maybe Maybe not not the best best teammate. Maybe not the best dude. I'm not saying. I read an article on Princely, an interview, an exclusive interview on one of the sites. Sorry, I can't give you credit, but you can find it if you follow all the Gator sites. I just don't know which one it was, but they do a good job. And said a lot of the things that we all think, you know, comparing Mullen and, and Napier and, you know, Mullen was a re- Mullen's a really good coach, guys. Um, you could tell he got detached as the bad season wore on. Um, but he, but Napier really cares about us as individuals. I almost feel like Napier might be too nice a guy. Like, like with Princely, he said, "Well, he told me he wanted me to stay. He told me two different times, and the money is exactly the same." He said for Ole Miss and Florida. So why did you go? Well, the defensive. Coach there, coached at Alabama with maybe Will Anderson, and he showed me how I was going to get to the NFL. And so I thought maybe a change would be good for me. I don't, you know, so That's pitiful. I, it doesn't make a lot of sense. You got a guy who doesn't even really want to go, and you don't have enough magnetism to keep one of your better players. Well, you mean, don't have a guy that can sit down and show him, well, hold on, they're showing you how to get to the NFL. Well, yeah. you know, I come on, man. Well, He's not going to Bama, Hick. That I, would make sense. I know, but like... Every every statement you make is so anti-Napier that you just can't hold back your distaste for him. Like, 36th is terrible when they're doing positive things and getting players. Or, that I, why can't he keep yeah. Princely? Or, I, I just said, like, the, the whole th- point of the me saying this part about Napier is that he's viewed uh, by the players. Like, he even, he even referenced, like, when Mullen was there, we said, Coach, we keep getting tickets for parking here. And he goes, well, then don't park there. And then they sent it to Napier, and Napier found him, a, got him a new parking lot. Yeah. So there's a commitment there. I just, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm, I'm going to say I, this. I can't too. help but root for the guy because yeah. I think and, he's and, a, a and, good dude, but yeah. he might be too nice. And in in fairness, to counterbalance, I I always take the negative. The ears are awful sensitive on some in Gator Nation too. Yeah, but not for me because I yeah. understand what he's got to do. You know me every day, and sometimes yeah. you correlate what we talk about in all realms of things into what I just said. Yeah, what I just said wasn't that's not Gator a, Nation is more like you than like well, me. I think uh, well, at, at this point again, I, then I would side. Which on, I get. I mean, it's two straight on losing the, years. I, I get. Would, it. It's beyond the two straight losing years, yeah. though. Yeah, we're an embarrassment. He's yeah, embarrassed see, that, the that's program. What, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, when did you go to school at University of Florida? 81 to 85. Yeah, how, how many losing seasons since you went there have there been? Like, Well, now there's been a few. How many? Five or six. Yeah. Oof. Who's got two of them and two tries? Apes. Yeah. And, and, and by the way? Would you be di- – would, 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 would all the words be different <clears> – <throat> And I'm not. I'm, I'm, no, that's I'm fair. Not, no, go. Would all the, the words is, be different if they had beaten Arkansas, Missouri? 
I'm just wondering. Would yeah, they, they would. They would? Yeah. Okay. But right. the problem is winners win, losers lose. And they didn't win those yeah. games. They fuddled them away like they've done 15 times in two years with this dude. Yeah. Or how many losses is it? And they weren't all fuddled away. But, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd like a guy by the end of year two to show me something that was better than the beginning of year one. Yeah. And and so it's that part of it. What These if it, things what magnify if took- that. I've watched them coach on game day. If y'all, if, if, if we think mm-hmm. – that this horse is going to put us, you know, in the winner's circle. It's just, it's and, just not happening. And dude. despite the winning record, <clears throat> and despite the winning record, Harbaugh was like that a lot with Nate. He, he just was in a conference where he, he was going to beat the little guys badly. We don't do that either. I get it. But Harbaugh would have never made it in, in fan world past year three or four. He would have been gone, long gone, Jim Harbaugh, long gone. That's fair to say. I mean, the words were to, the same I, about Jim Harbaugh. In terms of playing, like Michigan State. Well, then good or, on them. Good, good on the, good, and good on those that that said it. And spoiler alert: uh-huh. in six years, uh-huh. Billy Napier ain't going to have us playing for a title. You don't think it, so? No, he'll be playing. He'll be coaching somewhere else. Okay, he'll be in the and car you, wash at Bama. You might be right. Yeah, and, and 100%. I don't. This I, nothing more than I'd like to be than wrong. This isn't like like I'm not like going against the great old yeah. boy. Isn't he smart? No, I'm, I'm piling on with every my, every. You I know, don't disagree. I just I I cannot I cannot not have hope. Yeah. So I fair. must find something to. And See, so when I yeah. get the Ivy League Player of the Year, I think, well, maybe he can be like Jared Verse. When I get the corner okay. from Oregon, I say, well, he can start opposite Marshall, and he's not okay. The kid number eight who struggled okay. last year. When I get Justice Boom back, I'm like, he showed me something two years ago. I think he can get me, you know, uh, uh, eight nine sacks next year. So, and I I see my young guys playing. They'll be back next. Kelby Collins is going to be a beast next year. So uh, throw Pup in ahead. Maybe Scooby left because Pup was coming. We all knew Pup was coming for a month, basically. At least that's what we had heard. Yeah. And and it was proven not to be correct. So my my, my yeah. If my, we know, he knew, he, and maybe that's why he left. This this is where it. it this is be. This isn't the thirty sixth uh-huh. transfer. This isn't. Yeah. Scooby's leaving, yeah. Pup's coming. Yeah. This is watching two years of Florida football where we look like a bad version of Mississippi State. And I went there in 85, so to me, mm. you know how many I've had? Mm. These three. That's not true. You had a four and eight somewhere. Uh, with with, with <laughs> Muschamp. Yeah. Well, how'd that, where'd that get him? It didn't get him far. He got yeah. him in Georgia fired. coordinating defense. Well, we ran Ron uh, Zuckoff for going eight and five. And- by the way, you can, uh, yeah. uh, as one of our guys at Guggens have told us, you can go, there's another window to go into the portal. Later at, I in think the after summer. spring practice, yeah. maybe. And we're way over. we got to take a break. Uh, 6 4 one, 10, 10. Come kind, come courteous, come correct. And E will be glad to let you go see. Sing us the song, you're the piano man. The greatest piano man. Sing us live. a song tonight. At Take it, Thr- Jeff. Thrasher Horse Center on Friday, January 12th. Holla at your boy. Mm. That's a little preview. A little preview. They got the whisper coming up next segment. Yeah. E, you, be, you do you in there, my man. My bad. I think he's got right. chicken on the brain in there or something. So, well, <laughs> all right, listen. This- hey! You can count on your esteemed morning crew. If it's happening within the the soul, the fiber of Jacksonville, between Dan and I, we've determined we know everyone. We know every single... There's some six degrees of separation for every single person in this town and Dan or I, like, combined efforts. I'm not saying the two of us would know each and every one separately. So when, say... Some rude, entitled, snooty odor comes to your town and then throws a drink on your fan base. Uh-huh. 
Odds are, with just a little bit of weaving and bobbing, by the end of the week, either yours truly or Dan will have talked to the person who the drink got thrown on, Mm -hmm. which I took occasion to do yesterday. And so I've got uh, even further details on Listen, I've already given a pest of the day brought to you by Mission Pest Solutions. I guess it could be the early uh, candidate pest of the year, pest of the month. It's the same situation, <laughs> but nothing is going to annoy me more today as we go through our lines of conversation than this, than this, you know, David Tepper. And this guy is a bottom of the barrel algae licker, man. Oh, dear. It's a bad dude, Dan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got, listen, l- first let me say something who I'm getting this story from, Hick. It's not from our our kids' friends. It's not some drunk 29-year-olds. It can get a little bit inappropriate at times. Maybe take it too far. The older, snooty, entitled generation, especially like Tepper, wouldn't know how to take it. But there would be some mild understanding, and there was certainly an insinuation by the Sleestacky that he was you know, goaded, heckled into throwing that drink. Right. Right. Didn't Hick it read that way that he mm-hmm. kind of reached frustration? Mm-hmm. He never apologized. I know that. Yeah. So through a common friend I tracked down and talked to, and I asked him after some brief conversations, send me the bullet point email. So I want to get this exactly right. So I'm not spinning it or adding anything. This, I can tell you, because these are my peeps. This is the actual way it went down Sunday at the stadium. And so add pathological liar to the Sleestacks resume. Totally lied. He completely lied about what went down, how it went down. He's exactly what you thought he was. He's an entitled, snooty, thinks he's better than you, Sleestack. Uh, I'm the uh, from the email, and we'll go through this quick. We'll get to Denny. Uh, um, but hey, it's fun. This is the uh, TMZ portion of the program. Sure, I'm the Jag fan seen in the video jumping up the wall of the owner suite. I'm one of three fans that got hit by ice and liquid. I've been a Jaguar season ticket holder for 20 years. I was sitting in my friend's seat, who's been a Jaguar season ticket holder since uh, conception. Mm-hmm. The ages of the fans involved range from 57 to 65, <laughs> two of which are retired, one of whom was a woman. We have sat in these seats a hundred times. We've taken photos with Jerry Jones and Mark Davis, but when asked to respect their privacy, we've done so, a.k.a. Dan Marino. There were only two or three people in the suite. We never saw Tepper until after he threw his drink. I actually spoke to one of his management people early in the first quarter. He was wearing two Super Bowl rings, uh, but he never played. I didn't recognize his face. We never provoked anyone in the suite. There was no one there to provoke. They all must have stood back deep in the suite with approximately three minutes left in the game. Bryce Young threw a game-ending interception. I turned to celebrate, high-fived my friends, and was struck in the face with an ice cube. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw Tepper slamming his uh, glass down, and his people started to escort him out. In anger, I jumped up on the seats against the suite wall and began to exchange eh, extracurriculars. Okay. After 10 to 15 seconds... I restored my composure. We decided to leave the area. Tepper was clearly angered by the play of his team, not the Jaguar fan base. We're going to take the high road. We have no intention to bring charges against the billionaire baby. We'd rather apologize to Jaguar fans in the city of Jacksonville. Maybe cut a $500,000 check to Jacksonville Food Pantry or the homeless shelter. Clap it up. Yeah, so this guy, the sleaze stack, is every bad cliche mm. that a billionaire could be. I like that. ba Quarterback whispers. You want to take this real quick or no? We have time? Yeah, give Charlton K. Ganey uh, one minute. Okay. Mr. He's a, Tennessee. He's already annoyed me today because he's lied on the, on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. 
Go ahead, Charlton. Good morning. Just had to poke the bear a little bit. Hey, <laughs> real quick. On this SEC championship next year uh-huh. with no divisions or anything, yeah. I need to know now uh-huh. from the geniuses in Birmingham, uh-huh. how are we going to determine the two teams are going to play? I'll answer that for you, Charlton. I mean, it's Alabama. They're in. And then someone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I need to know how we, what do we have to do to keep Alabama out if they have one loss? They're going like to find a way to get Alabama in and then whoever else Alabama will play. That's what they're going to do. By the way, uh-huh. I also want to give a shout out to Bachman and the Chiefs. Sorry we pounded you 35 to nothing. Next time you think you can play with the SEC, you better find some boys. Okay. Go Bulls! Yeah. Wow, ruining weekends. Shout it's out! Mr. Tennessee. That's cor- impressive. A quarterback whisperer is next. The pest of the day is brought to you by Mission Pest Solutions. Listen, when you call 944-PEST, you'll speak directly with the owners. By the way, veteran and locally owned and operated since the get-go. Mention 1010XL. You get 25% off your initial pest or termite protection service. Uh, locally uh, owned, as I said, and operated, veteran uh, op- uh, owned. Read the Google reviews. They're going to blow your mind with their communication response time for all your needs. Your new home for all your problems is a solution. It's Mission Pest Solutions. All right, the man, the legend, Denny Thompson here. Denny, good morning. Good morning. Denny, some numbers here on the on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosure. I don't have any reason to believe they're not true, but uh, so far, 2,026 athletes have gone into the transfer portal, 688 committed. Six to one athletes have taken their name out of the portal. It's crazy free agency. Yeah, it is. It's just like there's no waiver priority. Right. So it's it's that's the only difference in this and the NFL. It's It's... I mean, if you're Alabama and you're these guys, you continually get the good guys. But if you're not, then you have to wait on those guys to kind of fend through who they want before you can even get active in the portal. There's there's so much going to happen in the next week in the portal. And then again in May, it's going to be insane in May. All right, so some new business here. You're, uh, one of your guys now is uh, the kid from Washington State yeah. you'll be working with, yeah, right? Yeah, Cam Ward is here for draft prep. Who, yeah. who went through an interesting free agency in that, Okay, he had a really good year at Washington State, and clearly Miami and FSU wanted him, mm-hmm. as, as well as others, but mm-hmm. it seemed like it came down to Miami, FSU, and but then there was some com- – well, or or the NFL. Ultimately, he decided the NFL. Yeah, I think he was there most of the time, it seemed like. I, uh-huh. I haven't really talked to him about so it. So he was more NFL, you think? It yeah. seemed like yeah. he was just kind of done and ready to, to move on mm-hmm. um, was the read I got early on because these, this draft prep process is planned – Months and months and months in advance. Right. Um, only to be destroyed when people decide to come back or come out or whatever. Um, <laughs> Nothing I can do. Yeah, yeah. But we, I was under the impression, and this is more Will's contact, that he yes. was always coming. And then all of a sudden, like you said, it just – like he was the name on SportsCenter every night. Every night, yeah. That people were talking about. Um, but to his credit, he just stuck with what he wanted to do because I'm sure there was plenty of money uh, there for him. Now, will program – FSU has had much success in the portal. And they have DJ Uengalele. I don't know how to say his name. Yeah, I think it's but like something like that. Okay, so what? Do you, as far as you know, your guess, your surmise, you're closer to it than us. Would FSU tell DJ Ugalele, "Look, we're waiting on Cam Ward. So if we get him, we won't be pursuing you. But you're our second guy, and we'd love to have you. If or how does that? Like how would that I, I don't, be phrased to?" You DJ know, Ugalele. FSU may, because FSU is one of the more... You're very honest. Yeah, one of very, the, yeah, uh, yeah. more honest staffs. Right. But I would say as a general statement, no, that wouldn't happen. What would happen is you would just schedule the visits 
mm-hmm. uh, to where you feel like you know what your number one is going to do before you have to have that awkward conversation. But, I mean, I, I also think in this day and age, if you're DJ, I mean, you can read what's going on, right? You might right, as well be right. honest with the kid. Right. And on some level, like, dude, Florida State is only after two quarterbacks. Don't get gripey about that you're number two. Just mm-hmm. be happy you're one of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would think with today's day and age, with how fast news travels, there's news about our guys that, y'all, I, I hear from other places before <laughs> I hear from our guys. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I think honesty is the best policy. I heard you guys talking about the transfer portal and yes. deadlines and stuff like that. Now, they can Man. go back in the portal after spring ball. Yeah. But yeah. then it's too late for some like quarterbacks and such. It's tough for a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, you're going into a tough situation. Because you want to know, you've got a whole spring, you've got tw- – you got to know the offense by the end of spring ball. The value is not in the practices. The value is in being there for all the meetings, right? From January all the way through, right. and then throwing right. with your boys at the facility at ten o'clock at night, right? That's that's what you're missing out on. But yeah, I, the honesty's gone uh-huh. in the sport. But I, I hope that on some level it all comes back now that we're out in the open with money. So one more thing for me that, like, do the star the stars now are they signing basically? Forget nil or. National letter, and LIs, yeah. National Letters of Intent, we all sign those, and that gives us our scholarship. Is there now a contract as well for certain players and money involved mm-hmm. and such? Yeah, 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 yeah. After they sign, uh-huh. after they get there, usually at that point, they'll be engaged with uh, whoever the collective guy is. And okay. There's, there's usually... It's not what you read. Like, what you're reading are the best of the best of the best of the best. Right. The, the average college guy is still he's not wealthy correct right he's going in there he's getting maybe a thousand two thousand bucks a month right um but yeah that they and what's funny is i think they have the same contract for that kid that they do for somebody that signs a multi-million dollar outside of the school's parameters yeah, yeah. the basic yeah, it's more with the collective than it is the right. school it is with right the collective right and so like arch manning said it wasn't 3.2 million he said he wasn't making what yeah. brock purdy was making right. that's you know arch so but let's say the going rate for a a quarterback is like a million. Will a quarterback make a million? If he's got, as far as you well, know, there's, there's two scenarios. Yeah, here's what happens: is if you're a five star kid, yeah, you can write your own check. Okay, okay, so yeah, yeah, they're probably making that. Uh huh. If you're if you've got a lot of snaps and you go in the portal, uh huh, you're going to make a lot of money. Okay, but if you're good and you stay at your school, you realize, all right, I'm forfeiting some money for what I already know here, right, and and all that kind of stuff. But if you are a five-star kid, especially a quarterback, and you go in the portal and you've taken, you know, it's just not college football snaps. anymore. If I was a parent and my kid could make a million and a half dollars to transfer, I'd go down. I'd help him pack his stuff well, and we'd go. But the school that he's not, the school that he's leaving, is also going to pay him. That that's money. different, mm. right? No, no, he's not. That's not what he's saying. No. no, no, no. When you stay at your current school, you're probably getting less money than then, if you would have. Then you could leave if you were a good player. Yeah. Okay, so. The Judkins kid. Let's play the game here. Who? The running back from Ole Miss. Okay. okay. Who's the, arguably the best running back in the SEC. Right. Right? So Ole Miss brings in 10. So he goes into the portal late yesterday. Yep. And they're like, what? Yep. You know, he's key to their yeah. run. Yep. Right? Um. So is that a leverage move by him? So there could be three different things. Yeah, because really. going in the portal and leaving are two different two things. different yeah. things. It you could be a back. couple different things. Yeah. He could have come back from the bowl game, had a conversation with their collective, said, "Hey, this is what I'm here and I can get." Yeah, and the collective said no, and he's mm-hmm. like, "All right, well, you're either going to pay it or not," which is a smart move. Right. There's a lot of colleges at that point though that will just say, "All right, you're, we're done with you." Yeah. Right. 
Um, so there's either that or there's already something done. Okay. There's right. been there's uh, there's and a little sorry some, uh, somewhere else. somewhere else tampering is real also. tampering is yeah. everywhere. that's the other thing it's yeah. just like I mean I don't I, I don't begrudge if I'm any player any position my kid or other if you can go make seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars more somewhere else I get that go part. yeah I get right that now part. you know what it did for me is is when I put it in because the way they get this money is monthly. And then all of a sudden, when you start putting into a monthly perspective, these college kids are making a crap ton of money. Here's they what I think. And here's 15th. what I think about this. I, I don't believe the Arch Manning shade. I don't believe it one bit. And they, what I think it is, I think the $3.2 million they're, they're reporting is if, you know, he stays four years, it'll be worth that. I don't think that somebody reported that. It's too big a name. It's too much well, it, for it to not be true at all. Well, here's what – here's there's two <clears throat> sides of this, though, Jeff. There's the collective side, mm-hmm. right, which is what the school has put together. And then there's the what can the kid get on his own side, which he's now allowed to do. Arch Manning for probably, Nike or yeah, right. Arch or, Manning probably did make a significant yeah, amount of money right, outside right. of that. Well, that's all right. I mean, which I has to it. be reported. It wouldn't surprise then, me but, if that but, money doesn't add up. But in fair, but yeah. if, in fairness, then you also have to does well does Purdy have some of those? Yeah, right, right. It's not right. fair and, to take yeah. Arch Manning and, his endo- and put it all together no, and say he makes cute, more than Purdy. That was a cute tweet, yeah. right. but there's like probably right. no facts about right. that tweet. I got one. I smell a rat here, but you would know better than me. So, SC signed one of the best quarterbacks in the country, I think, a year ago. Uh, Malachi Nelson, mm-hmm. is that correct? Yep. All right, so it would it would my guess would be he would be in line to be the next guy at SC, so he goes in the portal, and his first place he's going to visit is Boise State. Mm-hmm. So I go, hmm. Now, now here's what I'm thinking as a as a guy who, you know, the the spin is he wants to go somewhere that can be successful. They got 18 starters back. He wants to be kind of a, a blue-collar prove that he – and I'm thinking he must not be as good as they thought and he's going to a lesser-level school to have success. He was – What a, am I thinking? What, where, where, so I have worked with Malachi in the past. Okay, how good? What, what's he's his – He's good. Okay. He's really good. He's really smooth. Um, How do you go from USC to Boise State? If and again, he's visiting. I didn't say he was yeah, going. I, I don't really know what the deal. I know yeah. in USC the Doesn't guy that, that played the sports, the, the bowl game, uh-huh. got, they love. Yeah. So I, I that was probably the reason he went in. Ah. Um, because the clock's ticking on these guys. They want right. three years and they want to be out. Yes. They, they're not there for school. And they know they got to play. They want to play two. They're willing they, to sit. You need to play one. Two. Some are willing to sit yep. one. Yep. But they ain't willing to sit two. I think almost everybody's willing to set that freshman year now. By the way, kind of the one more thing at USC. Did you see the picture of where Caleb Williams lives? Yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. cow. E, did you check that? Heads yeah. to Google. Yeah. Hey, listen. Caleb Williams' Ca- penthouse Caleb's, overlooking L.A. Caleb's in a different tax bracket than the rest <laughs> of them. Like, Caleb got the Dr. Pepper deals. He got, what was it, airline? Was it, wasn't there an airline he deal? Got, uh, he I'm got, telling you, man, I can feel this one in my bones. He doesn't like him. Uh, uh, no, there's just too much softness and entitlement like there and freedom. There's too much free. He's just been free. They don't free like of him. any and everything. They don't like that him because he went up to his mama. That in, that's, that's not it. it. That's it. It's not it for me. For most of them. Not it for me. No, I don't. I don't. I just, I know something. And I, I got no reason. There's no factual reason here. There's no yeah. talent reason. I know he's what you talented. Think? I just he's feel. He's yeah. I there's, just there's feel not a, like there's just listen. that NFL is going to. Those real men of the NFL yeah. are going to chew him up and spit him out. That's why maybe so. Maybe I don't so. know. I, 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 Caleb's a dog, man. That guy, he he is a good football player. He yeah. loves the game of football. He is insanely talented. He's just a little different than what most quarterbacks are. All right, let me ask you. You're the general manager of the Chicago Bears. Yeah. 
the it seems like from what you read between the lines, yeah, Falco's going to get Fields for a second and a fourth. Fields Sign is, me up. Yeah, Fields is gone, and Williams is coming in now. It does reset the. In other words, you got to pay Fields a lot of money here soon, right? If you get Williams, you got the rookie contract for three years, and you got a good team around him. If he's just and the only argument with Fields, I guess, is his inaccuracy at times. So That's fair, but I, it's an upgrade. I would, keep, I would keep Phil. You would, okay. Now, and there's nothing against Caleb. Yeah. I would trade back out of that, and I yeah. would keep him and just try to surround him with everything More that I can. Uh-huh. Yes, the quarterback is the main thing, but we're seeing this. If you don't have the pieces around, it doesn't really matter who the quarterback is. Mm-hmm. And the next couple drafts are loaded. Like, see if what you've got works. Mm-hmm. Go get linemen and receivers. I don't know the Bears roster that right. well. It's pretty but, good. But, but It's getting better. But go out there and just solidify all that. And yeah. figure They're out. playing better, too. And they are playing he's, better. He's had a they good are. second yeah. half of the year. Oh, yeah, yeah and, I, and, I just don't I don't think I would. That's so valuable, man, if you've got your quarterback and you can build around him. I just wouldn't hit reset. I, I don't understand yet. why they we don't appreciate Justin Fields for what he is also. He does it. Like, Lamar gets all the credit for his dual threat ability and what a great runner. And Fields is almost every bit the runner that Lamar is yet. We seem to hold Fields to just the I, passing quarterback standard. I agree. No, I, comp- I I I think Justin Fields, if you look up in five years, and he's got this game down and he's got some snaps, he's going to be a very good football player. Yeah. Because there's things that he can do that maybe Lamar and maybe Anthony and maybe not many more can do right. athletically as a quarterback. Um, so I would stick with I'm him. I'm high on him. I would I would keep him, too. I hope, like heck, the Bears trade him to Atlanta. I think he'd be really dangerous on that turf inside good weather. Atlanta's or- the team that – most of these rookie quarterbacks want to go. Yeah, to. they need a quarterback. They've got a lot got of other good lot. pieces. Got they good got backs. Got, got you know one great receiver. They'll add another one here along the way. So Wonder, is there a coach out? I hope so. Yeah. You know the rumor in Atlanta. The, the hope in Atlanta is that you they get Harbaugh. Right. Yeah. You know, Jim you Harbaugh, the, and then either see the Kirby Penix or I love Kirby. That was a while ago. That would be right? good. <laughs> That's not <laughs> yeah, so Kirby. We no, endorse that. By yeah, the they way. shut that down quick. We we're tried all to get in that favor going. of that. Please. Uh, have you ever? I'm sure you've had them. Have you ever been part of the rehab of a quarterback with something like a sprained shoulder? I mean, you may have worked with guys with labrum or rotator or things that aren't exactly the same. I'm just curious if you have had experience with the timeline that Trevor's dealing with and. Inevitably, he's going to play through some pain. What does that pain do to the mechanics and ultimately the direction that the ball might go? Yeah, we actually have had recent experience with this. Dr. Gormelli, Dr. Tom Gormelli handles all that. Like he does all, he did a Brock's rehab, he, doing a lot of Anthony's. He is special at that. Um, but I get to watch, right? And recently, we've had varying degrees of that same injury. And it is interesting, like those grades matter in that injury. So if you can stomach the pain structurally, you're probably okay. Um, and these days, there's things you can do to mask the pain, right? Obviously, I don't think mechanics. Like the bigger thing for me is depending on how you're managing the pain. Have you done that before? Do you know how your arm feels? Do you know how all this feels? Or are you doing it right before a game for the first time, right? Because you don't want to do that much. And by pain management, the, you mean you know you're taking a shot pharmaceuticals that could have other effects on That's you. That's right. right. So it's it's called toradol. That that is the that is the bigger deal to me because these guys have done this so many times. If their arm can go there, they can they can get it there over and over again. He needs to play though, um, and I actually think like if he plays and he's a little bit limited, and you see the Jags stick to a ground game and have to play the fundamental I'll game play they had to play the other day, yeah, you may just see them kind of fall back into a, a streak here, yeah. That would Good. Be nice. I'm all for it. Yeah. You make that happen, we'd appreciate that. Man, this crib is bad to the bone. Caleb Williams. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woo! <laughs>
Does he does, does he sleep in a crib in his mom's room too? Or does he <laughs> have his own that's room? What I mean. There it is. There it is. Uh, one more thing. You you uh so uh you said Cam Ward. So Cam Ward's here in Jacksonville yeah, now for, for yep. a few months. Uh, and Austin, who Austin you've worked Reed. with since high school, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And Austin uh, did a lot of good things at one Natty at West Florida, Western Kentucky, big numbers. So there's another kid chasing his NFL dream. That's yeah. another one of your guys. Yeah, right? that's awesome, man. It's yeah. last year with Anthony and now with Austin, just to see these guys that we've been working with since they were in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's special. Yeah, it's, it really is yeah. because it's man. I mean, it's such a pipe dream at that age. Yeah. It's kind of cool. And, yeah, just to see guys just kind of carve away at right. it. And we're at a distance, but we get, you know, we get close with and these guys. And while there are some can't-miss guys like Anthony because of his athleticism. Right, right. There's that, all, that's there's, not Austin. Right. There, there's a neat stories about, like, Austin Reed was a really good quarterback in high school. But played one but, year. But nobody sat, yeah, nobody ever he, sat there he, and said, he's going to be an NFL quarterback. He played one year. Or Brock Purdy, I'm sure, was a guy who put up numbers. But you look at him and you're like, ah, okay, great. You yeah, know, no, I mean, Austin played one year in high school at St. Augustine and won 6A player of the year in that one year. Right. That's that's crazy. Yeah. And then had nothing except right. for Southern Illinois. Right. Went there, transferred to West Florida, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. won a natty, tra- then COVID hit. I mean, this guy has had thing after thing after thing oh. happen. Uh, let me ask you one more. I saw this. The kid at Oklahoma State, he just was granted a seventh year of football. Crazy. Come on, man. Those are the earning years, Dan. I don't mind. Hey, I, can't, I really, I can't gripe. We've applied for it. We've seven, applied for it with a guy. A seventh yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, I take with that's the you. game. Yeah, yeah. but uh, that's dumb for college football. I'm it's sorry. Bad. I mean, college football, and it, it it clogs everything up, and it filters down, and you just, have to be an elite quarterback to get recruited out of high school now. Yeah, because of all this. Yes, stuff. five is plenty. Do your five <laughs> and get the hell out. Get on with your life. I, don't you if think- you can't do it in. Five, you're not going to do it in seven. I can't believe I'm saying this, but don't you think on some <laughs> level we got to at least throw the student back in? Like, if if you're applying for the seventh year, then show me what you're studying. Yeah, where's the master's degree? Yeah, your PhD. Like, where are we at on all this? And if, if this is something that's going to yeah. help you pass football, then yeah, okay, maybe we'll grow right, it. Right. At some level, can we at least <laughs> act like there's academics involved? What's the thesis you're doing this um, semester? Exactly. <laughs> Th- thoughts from both of you guys on – I'm kind of inordinately looking forward to Texans Colts. I don't know who it's go- who's going to win. I think it's going to come down to the very end of the game. It seems like a pretty evenly matched game. It's it's you know I, I'm just I'm just two teams from our division that no one had any yeah. you know any idea would be any good at all. I, I just I'm obsessed with this game. I tried to get there. I, I like it too. I like the absurd. game. I mean, I think it's going to be a good game. They're, they're, both teams are popping. They've stayed in the division. Well, with we know a better who Denny team. wants. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. For I sure, mean, he's yeah. got Gardner as his client. Yeah. I. The question though, I was going to come at though the angle I'm coming from on this, which is better for the Jags? Like, I think it's better that like the Texans don't win the game. Like, I don't want to give Stroud that much more smoke going into year two of his career. Right? Does it matter or probably I, not? I don't think it matters. You you got you you have to deal with them anyway. Well, yeah, I was going to say you know, I, whether they win or going not, anywhere. that is going to be a place that receivers want to go in free agency. I'm going to root for and well, good luck. They got a great young talented they core. Do. They know what they're they do. doing out there. Yeah, they do. You know, Nico Collins and 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 Tank Dell. Those are great picks. They're yep. not Parker Washington and whoever else we have. You know, they're really <laughs> yep. good. Now they are. They did a great players. job because yeah. that was a team before the year I thought would win like three games. They snagged right. that. Noah Brown was on the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, and his probably got better numbers than Brandon Cooks, who's replaced him. I yeah. mean, they have a good eye in the veteran scouting. That's a good team. Mister Ten said they got seven Pro Bowlers. Hick, 
like including alternates, or maybe the, it was five. The Texans, yes. Well, Will Anderson, wow, like, whatever they year. are, seven sacks. Maybe Stroud. Stroud may. They're I looking look. really smart for that trade. I think uh, those are alternates. That thing. it is yeah. alternates yeah. too. Well, we have who are our we alternates? Had, we had like six or seven. Do alternate. we? Yeah. Trevor was an alternate. Etn was an alternate. Logan Cook was an alternate. Foye was an alternate. Ingram was an alternate. So we had a bunch of alternates. About three of those deservingly. Yeah. 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 I'd say yeah. Etn, Foye. Ingram. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know how this Pro Bowl is going to go. The third I, no one wants to go because what, yeah. what? Oh, I'm really looking forward Half to the, the, to the tug of war. Player now. Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> I, I was first team laser tag at the Pro Bowl. I mean, it's just silliness is what it is. All right. Hey, it's great to see you, Denny. All right, guys. Appreciate you. All right. That's, that's our whisper. friend, Denny Thompson, the quarterback of Worcester. We'll come whisper. back on a GFL Friday. That's Green for Life. You know, I think we sometimes scoff when we see some players react strongly to being a Pro Bowl snub. And because we, like as fans, have come to grips with what the Pro Bowl is, and to us it's not that big uh, of an honor anymore. But sometimes we might forget that a lot of these players, I think, still have clauses in their contracts where if they're a Pro Bowler it could matter. And I don't know if that's the case with this particular player, but Amon Ross St. Brown would have an argument, No. Shouldn't he, that dude be considered? He ain't made a Pro Bowl? Yeah, he's not a Pro Bowl. He's oh. a Pro Bowl alternate. Oh. Now, the other side of that is how how good the top of the charts are in, in the NFC in particular. That re, that particular position. But, I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown in the NFC would be the, among the top four in receiving yards. He's uh, He would be second, tied for second in catches. Um, he would be third, uh, second in touchdowns. So... Well, third, actually, because Mike Evans is down a little bit lower. You guys, t- who, who are the, the top? C.D. Lamb's a slam dunk, and he's the oh, best this sure. year. He broke Michael Irvin's records. He's in. After that, you got to go. Or you could go with him. You could go with A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, yeah. Um, and we talked about IUK having better numbers than people think. Nakua had a great year. 101, uh, 1,400 yards, five touchdowns. Amaran St. Brown, 112, 1,379 nine touchdowns. That's the one that people say. But Oof. we talked about this yesterday. And Nakua, as a rookie, did so much, especially when Cooper Cup was out. He, he You could argue he made them a playoff team. Yeah. I'm right? on, on Ross St. Brown is a great receiver, but he doesn't, like, pop. He doesn't have highlights every week. He just catches those, like, yeah. he catches it and he keeps going. He makes plays, but he just, he's not like, a, I don't know, not like, like the Cheetah or CeeDee Lamb or even A.J. Brown, for that matter. And they probably that's probably what. How many receivers were taken from the and what do they take four from each conference? I'm assuming it's Lamb, Brown, Nakua, and gosh, I don't know who the fourth one would be. I don't. I'm not looking at them in front of me. Let's see: C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown. I know Nakua was one because they were arguing that one was it. D.J. Moore. Thielen. Thielen's a, a, a starter. Adam Thielen. I don't know. I'm mean, oh, if no. there's four guys taken. Oh I don't no, know. no. Well, it could be Mike maybe, Evans. Maybe they only take three. I don't know. Well, I guess we Let's can look. Yeah, it's amazing. We have the technology. We'll look it up. Well, you you stumbled into the guy. the The funniest quote of the of the week from the NFL press conferences came. I mean, I brought this up, and Amara St. Brown's, uh, you know, heated about not making the Pro Bowl to get to a guy that you mentioned right off the gates, C.D. Lamb. I guess I was on an island. I feel like C.D. Lamb Evans. was oh, Evans Evans. Nakua. Yep. I, I feel like C.D. Lamb was, uh, is, is, and maybe I'm on an island on this and I'm, my perception is wrong. I, f- I feel like he's kind of underrated a little bit. Who? C.D. Lamb. Like is I, he? 
I don't know. I guess I'm wrong uh, because he plays for the Cowboys. Maybe nationally, they're very well aware. This also happens with the Cowboys. We have a tend, we have a tendency. If you're not a Cowboy fan, to say, "Well, he's overrated because he's a Cowboy." I ain't gonna lie. Whenever I looked at his stats, I was like, "Damn!" See, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's what I mean. I didn't realize he had those type of numbers. But so, so much so, though, I, the best answer of the week when it comes to the NFL press conferences came from Mike McCarthy yesterday. Did you see this? They asked Mike McCarthy, "Is C.D. Lamb an elite receiver?" And McCarthy said. What am I on candid camera? Is C.D. Lamb an elite receiver? Like you know, who would the, ask him that? Right, one of the reporters. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, I don't know why you would ask that. Or I, if that's not elite, then there is no such thing. He had an elite year too. I mean, he was unbelievable. And he, I don't know when the voting takes place. So if he did it after the Detroit game where he was unbelievable, he, and he broke Irvin's record, who, Lamb. And, yeah, well, he's in. I mean, no, I know, but if I'm saying that would have been a slam. He's, dunk. 20, yeah, he's 122. He leads yeah. the league in receptions. He's second in yards to, to Tyreek Hill, and he's only he's like you know 60 yards behind Tyreek Hill. Now Tyreek missed a game. The best receiver in the league, y'all's boy Jamar Chase, uh, 11th in receiving yards. You know, <laughs> Unbelievable. Not, not top three at least. You know what I'm saying? I mean, been hurt this year. Yeah, played played 15 so far of the 16. He was hurt though in a couple of them. Yeah, left I, early. I know. Played hurt. <laughs> um. And there, you know, at the at the end of the day, you know what the sad reality or the 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 reality is this, and there are a lot of good receivers in the league. If you don't have two of them, you don't know what you're, position. Yeah, yeah, if you don't have two good receivers, you don't know what you're doing. They are all over the place. I mean, you go way down the list. Thirty eighth in receiving yards, Jordan Addison. Would you take him? Forty forty oh, yeah. first in receiving yards. And you want to talk about her? Christian Kirk. Forty uh, fifth, Cooper Cup. Now, he again, he's played 12 games. He missed some games in the middle. But point being, I mean, that Jaden Reed, who's been a heck of a rookie for the Packers, 50th in receiving yards. There are a lot of dudes out there. You really got to screw it up to not have good receivers. Mm. It's hard to not have them. Yeah. And the really good teams have uh, more than one, don't they? You know who else is? You know maybe the most underrated receiver? I love this underrated term, don't I? I throw it on everyone. The most underrated receiver of the generation, I'm starting to think, might be Amari Cooper. He's good. It was good. I don't. I just. I. I think that he's his. He's produced like a number one, and he's thought of as a high two. Mm. Amari Cooper in his career, um, has had two thousand yard receiving seasons with three different teams. Not a thousand yard receiving season. I mean, Brandon Cooks is at four. With four different has had him with four different teams. Didn't do it this year. Why does Amari Cooper end up on so many teams? Yeah, I know. I wonder that. He doesn't seem there. You know, he doesn't catch as many balls and have the volume. Like I think his his career high in catches was eighty three with Oakland in year two. I don't know this to be a fact. And is he difficult? Well, I, I just remember he's kind of old if, now, if man. I, if he's I been remember around a long time. it was it was Cooper, Big Cat, and Personal Fowler were the three guys that the Jags were looking at. Yeah, uh, I remember we, hearing that they all had came in on. Yeah, visits. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he was. Uh, up I don't know if Cooper just yeah. wasn't like connected, or maybe he just didn't want to come here, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I but remember he hearing wasn't, that too. Or maybe that's his personality, and maybe that rubs. He's a Miami kid. I don't. I don't know. I don't know, but he's had a. You know, he's got fifteen games this year for <laughs> Cleveland. So he too has missed a couple of games. Fifteen games. Well, one game. He had one huge game. He's got seven, seventy-two yeah. catches, twelve hundred fifty yards. Yeah. Last year he caught eleven eighty. Back-to-back years for Dallas, 11-89, and his first two years with Oakland, 10-70, yard seasons for three different teams. And he's now, by the way, old. Seven 1,000-yard seasons. He's still just 29. Wow. 
He has 667 catches. He doesn't have a ton of catches. No. He does have 60 touchdowns. He's like right out. What in is this Jimmy? Day, what like were, in this day and age, he would never be in a Hall of Fame. What did Jimmy's 12,000 yards, basically? Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, Cooper's going to be at 9,500 after this year. He's going to, my point, he's going to fall between, like, he's going to fall between, like, Jimmy Smith and Rod Smith. He's going to be in that that area, you know, be top, you know, 40 Jimmy is 12, 287, 26th all time. <clears throat> uh, yeah. D Hop just passed him. Julio's passed him. Those are the two current guys. Chase and Mike Evans has 11, 658. Uh, Travis Kelsey has 11, 328. Devontae has 10, 7. Keenan Allen, 10 Devontae, that's a guy. He's not super old. He could add another 4,000. 4, Cheetah's got 10,000. Mari Cooper, 9,400. Brandon Cook's 9,200. Start looking for the young guys. Where are the young guys? Uh, Jeff- Jefferson. And Odell Beckham, 8,000. Um, these guys are old guys, yeah, yeah. old guys. I can point guys. B and you look at active receivers. Cooper and where Cup, did, 7,000. Where, where did Coop, I mean, so Cooper fell there in active receivers. If you take out Kelsey, the tight end, was he third or fourth? Is that what you just told right? Right now? I mean, uh, Julio Jones, who doesn't matter anymore. He's just, you know, a rotational player. He happens to be above there. But guys that are right now starting. Like Justin Jefferson has 5707 already. Already. 20, well, 21, 22, 23, four years. Guys who are starting right now and still relatively in their prime. Like guys that are coming off 1,000-yard seasons. Mm-hmm. The only guys ahead of him would be Evans. But the money is so good right now, I wonder if they just don't last. Like they don't need to – like. Will they? Are they going to like? Who's going to go get twenty two, twenty three thousand receiving yards like Jerry Rice, who played forever? Well, and, and, and to your 15, point, is, 17, I, I, wonder five. What, I wonder what Jerry Rice's highest contract year was two and a half million. It was a different mm. era. You had to play longer yeah. because guess what? Yeah, the standard it was worth more then. Well, he's alive now. <laughs> it could have been worth. It could have been worth more then. But if you are retiring at the age of, and he went deep forty, it 40. better be worth more. In 20 years as well. Didn't he have a 1,000-yard season at 40? Jerry, Jerry Rice's first year, he got a $525,000 signing bonus, made $175,000, $700,000. What's his most in a year? He probably Did he get one good one from the Niners? And again, these numbers are going to sound dumbed down. His it, most was 2.5. Yeah, 2.5 million. Then yeah. he went to the Raiders for six fifty or for 1.4. I guess the most he made counting signing bonuses is. In a year? In a year was 5.6. He got a $4 million signing bonus in 96 with the Niners. When did he retire? Like 2004 or so? Yeah. Golly, man. 16 seasons. He made a total of total cash, it says, $35 million. Yeah, which is more, you know, Tyreek gets more in a year. So $2 million a year. You know, we make, it's just amazing. I, and, and you know, it's, it's just, look, it, it is what it is. You know, they don't appreciate it. But all these young cats making all this money. And Jerry Rice, in some ways, is Tiger Woods. He helped yeah. take the league to another level to up that salary cap to make these thirty million dollar a year deals a reality. Yeah, isn't it? After the, the the quarterback, the receivers are getting paid, right? The ends. Yeah, yeah. Those guys get the money, man. That's where it's. I at. just one quick uh, thought uh, before we go to break and head to the nine o'clock. In in we in got the, we got uh, yeah we got we're gonna start do that now. The we'll do that. Let's come back on the other side. We'll yeah. do that. We'll we'll visit with the uh, Iceman. But an early season benchmark game, Dan, it's the biggest game of the year in Gator basketball every year, and that's the home game against Kentucky, and they play at 1230 tomorrow down in... I think they're favored. Florida is? Yeah. That's surprising. But this is a measuring stick. Florida right now probably is about what you would have hoped they would have been when the pre-conference schedule started. They've had some ups and some downs, but overall they've been 
They've won the games they're supposed to for the most part and and played competitively against good teams. That you know, They had one real stinker, and that was the game at Wake Forest. Wake Forest isn't great. They lost by double digits. I guess it's a really a proven game to me because in the end, what are the marquee wins for Florida? They don't. They don't. They don't have any. They don't have, have any. They, well, they because they didn't play any. I mean, the, the game they had a marquee loss. They played Baylor right now. Wildcats are two and a half point favorites, but the FPI stuff picks Florida. Yeah, listen, Florida could. Yeah. Oh no, that's. It, I'm sorry, that's last year. I'm trying to see. How where. does Kentucky shoot? I mean, that's what it's going to come down to. If Kentucky can. Well, have here's some. what I, here's the to me the one thing that stood out about Florida that I've seen of late, and the thing that should get you excited is Will Richard has found his stroke. Yeah. There's and if one. he can make three, because the, uh, uh, the other two guards are going to hit some, but if Will Richard can shoot like he did at, where was he, Liberty? Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a big deal, man. He he was kind of like the Penn State kid who never found his stroke at Florida. Last year, Will yeah, Richard Myers wasn't. Jones. Yeah, Will, Will Richard wasn't a great shooter, but the last three or four games, to me, he's been he's been shooting well. So, it'll be interesting. That's a great, you know, great. Yeah, it it's is kind of under the radar, but I it's guess, a game Florida of, needs. Need, they're going to need one of the. Their first four are tough. It's a little surprising from this standpoint. It's the biggest game of the year for Florida home basketball. It has been since oh, yeah. since I went to probably forever. Like my the buddy, one team. of my buddies has a Florida. I'll give you an example of how it's the biggest game. It has a Florida four pack of college. You know, you get four games. Mm-hmm. Kentucky ain't on that list, right? For sure, it's sold out. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a big one and it's a good one, and I'll be interested to see. Uh, how how uh, Florida's better? They're better than that. Will they have a better record? Will they go to the tournament? Will they win a tournament game? Can they beat Kentucky? I don't know any of those questions, but I do know enough to know that this year's team is better than last year's team. Agreed? Yes. Yeah. I would agree so we'll see how they do tomorrow. Again, it's a measuring stick game for the program. They've got many more coming. The SEC as as it has been for the last few years. Uh, the names sometimes have changed, but it remains a very, very competitive basketball conference. And Florida's schedule out of the gate, Stan, is going to make them uh, prove it early. I know they have Kentucky, who is ranked They got Tennessee today. in there. Yeah, they, Tennessee's coming they up, I Arkansas. think. Arkansas. In two games. So, yeah. uh, yes, it's, it's, it's at number 22 Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Are they still unbeaten Ole Miss? No, they probably lost one to 22. Then their Arkansas at home is good, and then they're at Tennessee. And Missouri, by the way, no, no you know easy pickings and they'll head there yeah. uh, a little bit later this month. So these five right out of the gate is going to give us an indication. Three are on the road, two are against ranked teams and home games against uh, Kentucky and Arkansas who Arkansas is down this year, but have been one of the top two or three you know programs in the conference the last few years. Turn our attention to the nine o'clock hour. When we return on a green for life uh, Friday, that's GFL. Look for those bright green trucks uh, all out and about uh, the Jacksonville area and count them for all your commercial roll off needs. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. We've missed him so, but he's back. He's better than ever. He's Nick Luco. He's a head coach of the Jacksonville Iceman. Kept him on ice for a few weeks. See what I did there? Yeah, I like that. Coach, how are you? Morning, Nick. How we doing? How we doing, guys? Good to have you back. back Uh, Yeah, excited. I know you guys are well into your season. Uh, We pick up here, and uh, let's talk about a couple things. First off, a big transition in the offseason as you guys kind of are now affiliated with a, a new team, you know, the Buffalo Sabres, and, and I have hear great things about that. And that's really done with the thought of trying to win down here, win the Kelly Cup. So what has that been like so far, Nick? Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, Buffalo is a great organization um, to work with so far. Um, they're 
on the up and up here. They got one of the best prospect pools in uh, in all of hockey right now. So good for us to be able to get uh, some of those guys down here to work with them and help them make the NHL. It's uh, it's been great so far. Yeah, right. uh, sum up for us as best you can the beginning of your season here. I, I know you're currently in in fourth, but man, it, it's that you know, damn that South Division, Division again. Yeah, that South Division looks like it's um, everything that you bargained for. Yeah, you're exactly right. The same as last year. Um, it's a very, very tight race in our division. Uh, the standing swing pretty much every night, whether you go up a spot, down a spot. Right. So um, for us, it's, it's it's easy to get the guys detailed and get them dialed in right away because every night's a big night. So um, we've been playing playing well since Thanksgiving here. Um, we're kind of getting it off and rolling. We've been on the road a little bit here, but it's nice to be home for a game here tonight. Yeah, the Iceman home tonight. If you want to go check them out against Savannah, and then they're on the road. Saturday, you got a busy weekend, obviously. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, coming up. Just last year, I thought we got a little bit bedeviled by injury. How's the health of the squad right now, Nick? So uh, for our team, we've been we've been pretty solid. Knock on wood this year. Right. Uh, what happened in, in early November was uh, Rochester, our, our affiliate up there. They got decimated. Um, ended so up they, calling up. They a stole our guys. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> we uh, we took a little bit of a hit there, and we kind of treaded water for a bit, and then we got some guys back. And um, like I said, since Thanksgiving, we've been playing some good hockey. Right, uh, you know, name recognition is is so important in building a fan base, right? An identity that they feel for. And a couple of your cats are off to good starts. I know Christopher Brown had a big month, and Brendan Harris is going to the All Star Game, or those two that you would highlight as you're kind of introducing. Um, your squad to the to the Jacksonville fan base. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Brownie. He's been our captain since I've been here. He's been outstanding. He had an unbelievable month. Um, a really good two way guy. That's really good defensively, but will also put up good numbers. Brendan Harris is, is a top center for us. Um, can really be a dynamic forward and a really high end skill guy. Put up points. Another guy that I throw in there is Craig Martin, who. Um, Came in a little later in November. He had off-season uh, surgery, so um, he's been playing some good hockey. We, we we really like our forward depth. We think from top to bottom, um, any given night, someone can step up and put up some good numbers for us. It's interesting how sports work, Nick. I just want to get your opinion on this from the hockey perspective. You got guys whose dads were NHL players, right? I mean, you have uh, – I think you might have three. I don't know if – is that correct? Let's see. Uh, um, Brown, Brown – Brown, uh, yep. Vernon, you have a Vernon. Yep. Is that Mike Vernon's yep. kid? Yeah. Former Flames. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and and you. what about yeah. uh, S- is Samuelson playing for you right now? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So oh. Is his yeah, dad we've named had, Ulf? We've had quite a few. Yeah. So I, I just yeah. I, I mean it's we see that in other sports. I wonder if it's more or less in hockey. I don't know. I'm just curious. You know, if you're around the sport and your dad's a hockey player, you're probably on skates when you're two years old. So it's just like walking. And, and also, what kind of name is Ulf? <laughs> Swedish. Yes, there you go. Good answer. Very diplomatic. There you go. But it's interesting. Do you find that? Do you find they're more or less? What are your thoughts about that? Are they more skilled when they get to you? Or, you know, they're just living the dream like everyone else trying to make their way to professional hockey? Yeah, I mean, uh, they do have a bit of an advantage where they grew up around it and their dads were NHLers, so they should have that mindset of they know what it takes and uh, what it takes to be a pro. Um, you know, with those three guys, we've also had, you know, Benny Howard, Chuck was here for a couple of years and, mm-hmm. and Vic Hadfield, who, yeah. whose grandfather was one of the all time great Rangers. Damn so, right. He um, was. Don't you yeah. forget that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so 
we've had quite a few guys and, you know, like uh, Birdie's dad just got inducted into the hockey hall of fame in November. So Brownie's dad won two cups with the Red Wings. So, um, those guys know how to win. They know what it takes and we love having them. All right, Luco, here's your uh, question of the day. Um, uh, your, your pointed trivia, and we've probably had this before. You may get it, but you're only like, you're still like, I think you just became legal to drink. I'm not sure you're a young guy. Um, Luco, who played on the line with Hatfield with the Rangers? Who are the who are the other two guys? Oh, geez, you're, you're catching yeah. me on the spot. Yeah, yeah, baby, come on. on yeah, I did. I, how about how about Rod Jobert and yeah. and Jean Rattel, two of the great Rangers yeah. of all time, and Vic Hatfield. That was a line, baby, back in the day. Yep. Anyway, that's just yeah. my. How many cups that line win? Shut your mouth. <laughs> I grew up a Flyers fan. You know, I know you did. I hated the Ra- I, I hated the Rangers, and I hate up. the Flyers. It's all fair. It's all good in love and war. All right. So, uh, yeah, by the way, congrats, hundredth win, Nick Luco. What's that? Yeah. Uh, what's that mean to you going forward? Does that mean you've had good players? Is that what you're going to give me the standard coach answer? It means I've had good players, or will you say it's because I'm a heck of a coach? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to say I'm a heck of a coach. <laughs> I think a lot of people say coaches uh, lose you games and the players win them. So there you I'll go. Stick with the players. The players are good. So. <laughs> well, we love having you. We look forward to puck talk. I want to remind folks again: the Iceman home against Savannah tonight, Saturday at Savannah, Sunday at Atlanta. Let's get some points this weekend and uh, move up the board here a little bit. But congrats to a good start, and uh, I think you would say right now you're you're okay with your positioning and and how you guys have been playing of late, right? Yeah, I think we can take our game to another level still. I mean, it's the consistency of, of of playing every night, and I think we're we're slowly getting better and better each week. So it's a process. 72 games, it's a long season, but uh, we're figuring it out. All right, my man. Appreciate you, Nick. Thanks Thank you so Nick. much. Talk to you next week. All right. All right, Appreciate that's our it, friend guys. Nick Luco, Jacksonville Iceman. That's a fun show, dude. That's a great you show. You know, hockey is definitely one of those sports if you see – uh, in person, it's just it's a little bit different. You got to go. Yeah, you got to go, different. and you'll be hooked. I promise you. It's and they get they get unbelievable crowds. They led the ECHL in in attendance. La- I mean, they're you know just... what? I'm going to put it on my uh, to, and as you know, you used to be just wildly disappointed with me over mm-hmm. and over and over mm-hmm. as I would proclaim something I was going to do, and mm-hmm. you and I and the whole world knew I was never going to do it. <laughs> that all changed years ago. I don't know. With some vacation plant rerouted mm-hmm. my life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to an Iceman game or two this year. Yeah, so suddenly you sneak by, and it's been three, four years since you've even been down to the complex. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's yep. a it's a fun night to go down there with your buddies. It's a good family. Atmosphere, it's affordable. It's it just it checks all the boxes, man. Say the same thing about our friends with the sharks. Real yeah. similar, only the hockey side of it. E, you, you got something for me? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Jaguars are chasing the dream. Dan and Jeff get you ready for this week's opponent. Brought to you by Dreamfinders Homes. They have the strongest focus on customer satisfaction. All right, this is it, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh. It's the Tennessee Titans who, again, one of the things I said yesterday is that if you take the emblem off their hat, they're not that good. This year's team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Year in and year out, they're good. But I just don't think they're that good of a football team. Now, we'll see. I guess they're capable. Yeah. I think it'll be closer, close game in the respect of it ain't going to be like Carolina. I don't I think. hope it is. I, hope, I do think this. A team at home. You know how many in- touchdown passes Ryan Tannehill has this year? Seven. Two? Wow. And you know how many p- touchdown passes the team has this year? Twelve. Two of them by Derrick Henry. And they have twelve? They have twelve. 
Will Levis has eight, Ryan Tannehill has two, and Derrick Henry has two. I guess what bothers me Oof. I guess what bothers me about Come the, on. what scares me about the Titans. Uh-huh. Okay, and and I think this is a fair scare. Mm-hmm. They have wins this year. Mm-hmm. The ceiling is the short answer. They have wins this year. Week two against the Chargers and Justin Herbert when they were real. Mm-hmm. Week four against Joe Burrow and the Bengals when they were real. And they beat the Miami Dolphins when it mattered, you know, less than a month ago on the road. Now, they followed up that. Uh, listen, and on top of that, they lost to the Colts by three in overtime. They lost to the Texans by three in overtime. We are the Colts and the Texans. I know we don't like to think that. We don't like to say it. We don't like to believe it. But we are no better than the Texans and the Colts. We have the same record that they do. And if we lose, one of them will win the division. So, that's a Tennessee team that, uh, now look, they went to Houston this past week and they were terrible. But before that, this is how it went. They they beat Carolina. They lost by three in overtime to Indy. They beat the Dolphins on the road. They lost by three in overtime to Houston. They lost by three at home to Seattle. Now, last week they lost 26-3. The hope is, Hick, you jump them early. They're thinking about their Tuesday plan to go to Cancun they give up on the year. They miserably just let the season play out. But it doesn't always work. Ask Carson Wentz. We ended his career on a final week Sunday when they should have come down, marched through us, and won the division and gone to the playoffs. Remember? Yep. yep. And, and the Jags beat with Trevor, right? Beat Carson Wentz and yeah. and knocked them out of the of the playoffs. So, you know, division, a division, right. Now, that yeah. team couldn't afford to be complacent. Maybe Tennessee can't because they've been good for a lot of years up there. And Dream Finders this year. is everywhere you want to be. 20-plus Jacksonville communities in the best locations. I'll ask you this question. Who is it, who's the second-leading wide receiver and catches for the Tennessee Titans? And I'll give you a hint. It's not Traylon Burks, a former first-rounder, who's he played not- in 10 games and had 16 catches this year. Yeah, um, I, I know that they've got that Westbrook Akine guy, but he I don't think he has a ton of catches. I think he's got maybe touchdowns. He might be second even. But I'm I'm going to say it's that oh. the total, yeah, the tight end from, from Missouri. I said it? receiver, though. Oh, the, the receiver? The, 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 the tight end has 52, which, okay, but our tight end has 104. Okay, so if it's— Second leading receiver. So if it is strictly receptions and it has to be a receiver, then yes. it probably is Westbrook Akine. With 28. Yeah. 28 well, receptions. Uh, spoiler alert on the quarterback numbers you gave us. They don't right. have any touchdowns. Their pass game is terrible. If they can go in, stifle Henry, get a lead, Jags win easy. How about now, that? They'll, they'll win like they won here. Yeah. They stopped Derrick Henry. They jumped to a lead. The Titans cannot catch you. Right. Their pass game isn't good enough. Right. Now, Jeffrey Simmons ain't playing. However, <laughs> Danico Autry has 11.5, and, and Harold Landry has 10.5. Wow. O-line's got to play a little bit of ball this week. Just a little bit. They have 45 sacks more than Danico the Jets. Nico Autry has 11 and a half sacks. Mm-hmm. For somebody else that's going to be playing with a little fire. Arden Key. Um, I'm really fucking on a career high. Um, yeah. Really. I need one more to get my career high. Um, and it'll be good to get, a, get it against. Six that's sacks. Me. Yeah, there you go. You, yeah. uh, you still well, feeling like you need to... Uh, Make them pay a little bit. I mean, I mean, you were excited, uh, felt disrespected by them last mm-hmm. offseason. Now an opportunity to knock them out of the playoffs. How motivating is that? Uh, real motivating. Um, but yeah, it's 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 still it's still there. Um, but hopefully we can go out there and get a win. 
Yeah, that was a that's a huge mistake. It's a huge mistake that he's not on the Jaguars. He would have helped this team immensely this year. That was a big whiff, and I would have been glad to have his six sacks on this football team this year. Well, especially with this, you know, and I know they don't play the same positions, but Hamilton wasn't healthy as quick right. as you thought he would be. Smoot was out for a lot of the year. Yeah, it was a wild miss, and the problem is it was the 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 miss was emphasized by the just the. One of the dumbest comments by a Jaguars front office member publicly ever. The pressure or sacks don't matter. No, no, that, well, that's just a, that's a mantra that you can't. That's not a saying. That's he believes that. I can't. You can't help telling that. us the former first round pick. Right, telling us that Caleb on Chase on is on the verge of a year. Yeah. That will live. Is that's Gene? You're better off going Gene Smith in the Bahamas and have to be reminded what the question is than ever having said that. It's hard to come back from a like honest to God. For Trent Balky to have said that and believed that about his guy, and he must have believed it because he could have gone and gotten other guys and he chose stood, not he to. He stood on it, yeah. Yeah, so to say that, I've lost all confidence in any football savvy that you have. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, just watch the offseason video alone last year. It should have got him off of that. Remember? Jazz yeah. hands? The jazz hands. Uh, uh, it's a big, uh, uh, big deal, man. Big deal coming up, so... You know. I will say this about Arden Key when it comes to this particular matchup. Yeah, I heard the same things before the Titans came to Jacksonville, oh, yeah. and it was 34-14. Jags led 13-0 at the half in that game. Um, they uh, Derrick Henry, 10 carries, 38 yards. The Titans only had 19 carries and 17 passes, 36 offensive snaps. Yeah, that's so a, what we need. A good defensive day. Trevor had 119 rating, one of his best days. Uh, Jags ran it for 128 yards. Ridley, a big two-touchdown day. And uh, still no word on Trev, so we'll see. Uh, Like, uh, limited yesterday. Um, Hopefully he's able to go. If he doesn't go, I would be concerned about the postseason, quite honestly. If he can't play in two weeks, why is he going to be able to play in three? It wouldn't wouldn't make sense to me. That would be a concern of mine. However, I do think he's trending towards playing, which would be certainly good. I I don't, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily agree that, you know, three weeks is one more week to get better. If he's really, really close, he could be perfectly well. But to your point, I I don't know if they win the game with Beathard. Yeah. They might. I, you're so one-dimensional, and Tennessee's got so much spunk that maybe they can, you know, again, jump on them, send even the vets to the locker room at halftime, already on their, already texting booking.com, right? That's that's the hope. All right, since 2014, only one official home builder of the Jags. That's Dream Finders Homes, quality build homes, speedy move-in process, 20-plus communities in Northeast Florida. Get off the sideline, Jags fans. Find your... And help let DreamFinders help you navigate your home purchase. Visit DreamFindersHomes.com for all your moving ready homes and step up your game. <laughs> gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. A motto's always been, when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night? When there's a little better in the light of day. And you know the night is always going to be there anyway. Take it away. Okay, so then. We're actually okay until then. Googans, go get you some. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, we got one more segment to carry you through. Uh, before we uh, go to New York City headlines and the debauchery that usually ensues, I got some questions for you two. 
Uh, one thing I appreciate about our shows, we've never been, let's rifle through all 16 games and pick the winners. Right. But we got some big ones here this week, so we're not going to spend time. I don't need reasons or rationale. Emmanuel Steelers at Ravens. Who wins that game? Ravens sitting everyone. Uh, Ra- oh, snap. I forgot yeah. to say to everybody. Yeah. I'm a st- it's tough, right? Yeah, it's tough. Okay. Huntley's their backup quarterback. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go with Steelers. I think Steelers 100% yeah. just because they want it. And yeah. the Ravens don't care. They're sitting everybody. Texans, Colts. It's the hard one, man. But I think I, they miss Grenard. I take the, uh, I'll take the Colts at home. I'm going to go with the Texans for CJ. Um, it, Bills, Dolphins. Bills. In Miami. I'm going Dolphins. All right. Those are really the ones that matter. There's some mm-hmm. other games that have some some trickle-down effect. The NFC South becomes wide open. I, I do feel like if any, like, huge upset, the Bucks losing to Carolina to me wouldn't feel outrageous. Would it to you? Not shocking. Yeah, I wouldn't be outrageous. And that would make the Atlanta-New Orleans game for the division title, and I firmly believe New Orleans at home would win that game. And then that Bills-Dolphins games, if the Bills lose, they're out, right? Could be, depending on what the other teams do. Uh-huh. If either the Jags or the Steelers lose, the Bills would be in – uh, anyway, Who so we prefer out of Bills Dolphins if we had to run into either of those. I think I'd, I'd rather, rather play, play Miami. I'd rather play the Bills. Although we match up with Buffalo, we but play I, them yeah. well. We beat them the yeah. last couple. You're talking times about going to their place or our no, place? It's here. It'll be here. Bills would be well. No, no. The winner of that division, we'd have go there. we'd have to go there. Yeah. Then probably Miami. <laughs> Although my, I feel like that Miami offense would light us up, man. I think Ooh. the Bills, we could keep it more blue-collar. Like, like, yeah, punch them in the face. Nah, just, who's going to cover Ty? I just see Ty. I got vision of Ty reaching, zipping down the middle of the field. Have any of you been following this Gypsy Rose lady? What'd she do? I just started, like. Who is she? What? No. What's Never heard on? of Gypsy Rose Blanchard? I have heard the, the name Gypsy Rose. I'm not aware of what like she is culturally now. or otherwise. Gypsy Rose went to jail. Um, <laughs> Poor Gypsy. She well, murdered her mom. Well, not poor Gypsy. Wh- but, bad Gypsy. Well, 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 this is an all-time yeah, bad mom. Yeah, it oh, is. Oh, boy. And Good Lord. so. What has happened? She was just feeding her all type of medicine. Like, she wasn't sick. She made her pretend to be sick. Uh-huh. Is this forever ago or is this yes. recent? It's, is Gypsy Rose from, like, the it's history? Like, or? It's, no, it's she's her, right it's now. Current. It's okay. from a true story. She just got out of jail after, like, she got sentenced to, like, 10 years. I think she's For killing her mom. Was Gypsy Rose Gypsy Rose before all this happened? Was she a celebrity or just. No, she was just. She's known for this. Her mom was Claudine D.D. Blanchard. Uh, no, I think it's just this. Okay. I think she convinced her boy. Uh, she, anyways, her mom got murdered. Yeah. But okay. she, her mom was making her take all types of medicine. Her mom made her pretend to be paralyzed. Uh-huh. I, that's, okay, I've heard that story. Yeah. I was going to say, she. The, I, I was saying bad, cancer. Made her pretend she had cancer yeah. to earn all, money all that, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So she found Gypsy Rose finally had enough and murdered Gypsy her. Gypsy Rose murdered. They and said now she's she had, getting out. She said she had, the mom had this Munchausen by proxy sure. disease. Yeah, Munchausen. Psychological is, yeah. disorder. Parents exaggerate or make up illness of their children for attention so they be and heroes. sympathy. Pitiful people is what it's not. Good. Yeah. Anyway, so Gypsy Rose goes to jail. Gypsy Rose meets some dude in jail. Uh, not in jail, but, yeah. you know, marries the sure. dude. But Gypsy Rose is out now. Gypsy outside. I would think of all the marriages that could last the test of time, those that involve someone in prison and someone who can never really meet them would not end well. Well, she's entering her influencer era. Like a pin pal marriage to <laughs> me just does not seem like it would work. She's amassed more than 10 million followers on TikTok, oh, Twitter, and Instagram. Hmm. She's a HBO. girl's got to make a living. Uh, she's a star because of a 2017 HBO doc, "Mommy Dead and Dearest." 
<laughs> uh, reinventing herself on social media. Seems to really be bothering her, this she has a book. legacy of murderous. Release conversations on the eve of freedom. Gypsy outside. Um, I got, I've, I've got more Gypsy Rose uh, info Gypsies, than I need. I appreciate what y'all... point is, Gypsy's cashing in on the yeah, on murder. The murder. Yeah, nothing which, like cashing in on a good but murder. But again, what you did to oh, her is... A, yeah, that's okay. A child yeah. is... I feel for Gypsy. That's all I need to know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah, Remember we were talking about... Gypsy Rose. We were, we were talking about... Jerry Rice, and you said he made, what, 28.2 in his career? Yeah. Okay. Wow. I got the highest average by uh, position this year. Highest average salary per year. Okay. Lamar, 52 million. Aaron Donald, 31.7. Tyree Kill, 30. TJ Watt, 28. Laramie Tunsil, 25. Jair Alexander, the suspended one, 21. Roquan Smith, 20. Derwin James, 19. Darren Waller, 17. Darren Waller, 17 million for a year. <clears throat> Jerry Rice, 28 for a career. Oof. You want to f- fire up the uh, New York City headlines? Let's do it. All right. These are, act- they can't make them up. I mean, these are actual headlines from the desperado city of New York this morning. Yeah, it is. Israeli TV news anchor does broadcast with guns strapped to her hip. Oh. Man, I don't know how better safe than sorry, I guess, the way things are in the region. Better to have it not need it than need it and not have it. Oh, I like that. Well said. A ski bums women and non-binary skiers to zip naked down Colorado Mountain at Liberating Festival. Full frontal freedom. I can't completely grasp that because I don't, to this day, don't know what non-binary is. And what, what, am, I seeing, what am I seeing coming down at me? Triple F. Yeah, because if I'm seeing... freedom. What I see in the freedom. locker room playing high school sports, not interested. Right. <laughs> My wife wants a horrible name for our daughter. People will think she's a skank. Your wife needs... Then your wife is... Why? What parent wants to bring their kid and torturing them with a name? What a... What a what a B, man. Bizzle. No kidding. Devastating fire at Dolphin Star Home caused by a child. Here's what happened. Lighter, dude. You can't leave lighters laying around kids, man. man. I mean, you don't think it'll happen. Was, it one, of kid- the, was it one of the kids visiting or? <laughs> I don't know. And I don't know what the lighter was used for before it burnt down the house. I can't answer all those questions. The cat's meow feline saves dog's life by chasing off coyotes. Good. See the amazing video of the rest. Cats are great, dude. Cats get a bad rap. Meghan Markle, Prince Harry alienated at last gathering with King Charles. Are these two, like, what's the what's the expiration date on these two? They're not living forever together, are hey, they? big hit. <laughs> Quality time, Kim Jong-un and daughter Don mar- matching outfits and visit to military production plants. Seems like a sweet, genteel family. Like, what's Thanksgiving like at Kim Jong-un's place, huh? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you'd like to see that little fatty just slapped around, wouldn't you? <laughs> like, you'd like to see a country go and grab that little fatty, put him in shackles, march him down to, you know, the walk of shame, and then just slap him around a little bit. I, I like bit. to, like, watch him fall. That's a little <laughs> fatty, porky pig-looking little... Yeah, I just want to see him fall. Just a little despot, isn't he? Shia LeBouf confirmed in the Catholic Church intends to become deacon. Okay. You go, Shia. Go where the money's at. I didn't know deacons were Catholic. I thought that was Baptist thing. Oh. Silly me. At least he's not going to be the Pope. He makes some curious decisions these days himself. World's best Call of Duty player claims she was blacklisted for her bikini pics. Never posted nudity. I don't... You're telling me dudes that play Call of Duty 
aren't the same dudes that like seeing girls in bikini pics because I would have put those dudes in the exact same category. I thought Kyler Murray was the world's best. I think you should. I think for the next war, we're gonna have to go find Call of Duty players because no one's joining the army anymore. (laughs) Anger issues. Vegas felon who hurled himself at female judge says he was trying to kill her because he was having a bad day. Well, you know, it just okay. Little life advice: having a bad day, not an excuse for killing someone. Slaps forehead. What was he there for? Was he going to be in for a long time anyway? He was there on battery charges. <laughs> and I then sp- you, you oh, being no. charged for felony oh, left one. battery. You'd be charged for fel- felony battery on a protected person. Yeah. I started it before, oh, so yes, I'll finish it. I spy Halle Berry fan spot mysterious gross object in sexy beachside photo. Well, it's just, now this that is all dependent on is the sexy gross object on her or no, somewhere the in the background? Mysterious gross object is poop. <sighs> I don't. I'm only supposed to read them. Yeah, that's you just <laughs> and that's the one you're going to break the rule on. Yeah. So GFL Friday, we'll introduce you to Jaguars today next. Now the two minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com/careers. Equal opportunity employer. Hey, Tone. Good morning. What's cooking on a football Friday, my man? We will get into the keys for how the Jags will beat the Tennessee Titans on Sunday and take home a back-to-back division title with uh, Tom McManus. That's the uh, show today. Yeah, it's it's the biggest game of the year. It's the biggest game of the year, and it's a must-win. And, I mean, the the most negative thought is to come back here on Monday and what happened? Yeah. We can't have that. We have got to be playing the following weekend, and it's listen. They they've had a winning season. That's great. Yeah, you know. But it was it was funny. You know, yesterday we asked our poll question was about yeah. What if, was the if they win? Yeah, right. You know, like what will your reaction yeah. be? And two of them were yes, it was a success. Basically, yeah. and two of them were no. Right. You know, disappointed that they didn't do more mm-hmm. in the regular mm-hmm. season or the home record mm-hmm. thing. Right. But it was you know people reacting saying like well what if they lose and it's we'll react to them losing. Right? Like, that's what will happen if they lose. We'll react to a season that didn't go at all, right. as anyone expected. It was a disaster that they're not in the playoffs this year, that they were 8-3 and three at one point, and everything collapsed on them in the back half of the season. Of course, we'll react to all that. It hasn't happened yet. Right. They're playing the Tennessee Titans on Sunday, mm-hmm. and if they win, they're going to be AFC South champions. Great. Right, and that is something that Jaguars fans should all be excited about the opportunity 100%. in front of them this week. 100%. Is it them playing for the one seed in the AFC? No. And five weeks ago, they looked like they were still going to be in a fight for that kind of thing. They're not right now, but they do have the opportunity to win the division. And it's so funny because one game doesn't define a season, yet if you miss by one game, you always can find that one game. Oh, God. And sure. I was thinking back to like when we were 1-2 and two and we all sat here and said, you know— the one thing that I think we can take from one and two is that, you know what? This is, isn't the team that maybe we thought. This is a team that is going to battle for the AFC South. Ultimately, mm-hmm. that was correct. But then they went on this winning streak, and we got tricked again. You win seven in a row. Yeah. And it's funny how expectations yeah. will change. you know. And you know, going back to the Titans game week 18 last year, mm-hmm. right? they forced the fumble. They get the recovery. They win that game. It's not a game that they dominated the Titans, certainly. And to look for, you know, we got all the scars, the weight, the baggage of what's happened historically against the Titans playing out on the field. It felt like in that game, they were exercising so many demons uh, for this fan base with the way they won that football game last year, too. And we discussed it. 
You know, it's if it doesn't go their way, right? Right. If they don't get that forced fumble, they don't get the recovery and the touchdown and win that game, and then you get the comeback and the 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 wild card round of the playoffs last year. If all that doesn't happen, how differently do you feel about your expectations for twenty twenty three? Right. It changes the expectations going into this season. That. If for no other reason for the fans that are still out there going, well, you know, they're not going to make a deep run in the playoffs. The feeling of being in the playoffs is way better than the feeling of not being in the playoffs, right? Just for the expectation, the momentum of the team going into the offseason. It may not be everything you expected it to be in 2023, but the opportunity to play Mm -hmm. in the dance, in the tournament, is on the line this weekend. Take advantage of it. Hopefully they do. All right. Uh, have a great show. Thank you. Tommy McManus joining Mike and Tony Jaguars today. Now, today's takeaways brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years. Jeff, my takeaway is for the first Sunday in a long four and a half months, I won't have to live and die with every time a Jaguars defender <laughs> breathes on the quarterback, and I can just enjoy a football game and hope for sacks for sacks' sakes and what they mean to the ball game. E, what y'all boys doing for the game Sunday? I'm at home. We got uh, it's a son-in-law's birthday. We're having all the kids and their others over. We're cooking up a bunch of food and watching the Jags win. Maybe a light a fire. There we go. Yeah. Like work, working. Mogul. Your boy going to be at the Top Dog Tavern for a watch party. Oh. Yeah. St. Augustine Road, 13820 Suite 417. Come holler at your boy. Oh, well, there you oh, go, man. And they, well, say well, I got, somebody. they say I got a uh, Christian Kirk signed jersey and some other swag. Oh. That's what they well, say. you, Mr. Go-Getter. That's what they say. It's Enjoy a good weekend. Both y'all will see you on Monday. Go Jags. That'll do it for a GFL Friday.